Bearcat Bounce Podcast, back at it again. It's a Monday. It's a Monday after a victory in front of hundreds and hundreds of fans at Lincoln Financial Monday. It is a Monday with a big game later tonight. Yeah, that is weird to say, 8 p.m., but a big game later tonight for the basketball team in the Aloha State against Arizona at 11.30 p.m., Set your alarms, take a little quick cat nap after you watch us. It is a Monday, and that means it's no greater time for us to welcome in our three guys, my guys, three guys, the, the trio, the, the three blind mice, if you will. You know, the, the, the guys that know where to go when it is about Bearcat talks and Bearcat news and Bearcat bounce. That's right, Mr. Aaron Smith, Chad Brennan, Ryan Royer. Gentlemen, how are we? Doing, I'm doing great. great. Excited for the game tonight. Can't wait for that 1130-ish tip-off. Woo! Yeah, that's a that is a that's that's gonna be a fun one. I, you know, I, I'm excited for it. Bring out the kid in me, if you will. I try to take a quick nap when I got home from work and uh see uh see if I can't ride that wave all the way to uh, 11 p.m. tip tonight, but 11:30 p.m. tip. Which is probably going to be later because that game before we'll go after. But, I mean, that's uh, that's what it is. You know what you could probably do? You could try and wake up Danco Joe, tell him to head over to Danco Transmission, tell him, hey, let's let's just get like three hours of work in on the car. Let's listen to the BBP in the background, and then all of a sudden, you know, Joe will hook you up with a nice little discount on the services. That's right. Mention mention the BCJ, mention the BBP, mention Royer, Brendel, Smith, AA, Ron. Get that $10 off an oil change, 10% off your next fixing. Danco, auto care and transmission. Well, guys, first we got to dive right into uh, to football. Uh, and I want to open this up by saying I, I, I am still beyond, and I tweeted this, I, it never ceases to amaze me how just weak and weird and strange the, the fan bases are and the, and the crowds are at some of these road games in the AAC I'm happy for it to never exist ever again. This one might have been the worst I've seen, even during the COVID year, at Temple. I I think they said there was nine thousand people in attendance. Fourteen? No, no, fourteen. They said okay. They said fourteen. That's unbelievable. They added I, three zeros to how many people were actually there. Yeah, I. Uh, it was it was awful, and then it made watching the game. And I don't know if you guys felt this as well. It just made it seem weird and just mundane. and I, I, The whole thing was just off. But yet again, another victory, another closing of the book of an AAC team, 23-3. to I'm just going to go around the horn to my uh, to my left or my right, whichever I am on the screen. Mr. Chad. Chad, a couple days to, to obviously dissect it. And there's a lot to really break down about this one. But what's kind of the – the biggest thing that you've been able to pull away a few days removed from that win? The defense was incredible. I mean, I, I think that's, uh, you know, they, they have four turnovers. They have four three and outs. I think Temple had 12 possessions. So I had four possessions the whole game where it didn't end in either a turnover or uh, a three and out. So and they got uh, helped on a penalty too on one of them. Yeah. The Black Cats were uh, were were aggressive, and that's a team. And we talked; it, it wasn't against the best of opponents defensively, right. but 
But Temple still scored 90 points in their past two games. Yep. And EJ Warner is going to be a really good quarterback for them. Yep. But they couldn't sustain anything against this defense. And Aaron, 55 plays. You know how they kept it to 55 plays? They got off the field. <laughs> oh, they got off the field. They got off the field on third down. They forced turnovers, which they hadn't been doing. And it felt like a month and a half. Like we hadn't it's seen a big turnover game like that. Three um, games since their last pick before this one, two before yeah. the last turnover. So yeah, it's been a while. So the, the, the defense was clicking and uh, we're going to need that. Uh, televised scrimmage is, is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> at that Lincoln Financial Field, just a televised scrimmage. Sure, um, it, felt like, it. Yeah. it felt like watching a COVID game again. It did. Yeah, that Friends was the family. worst. The worst I've ever seen. The guy said it was unbelievable how bad it was. The atmosphere. It friends and family, like and the friends were like, "We, we're, we're gonna go get cheese. We're gonna go get cheesesteaks. We're we're <laughs> all we're, little of." afraid of that that virus that's going around and we're not talking about the the one that gets you sick we're talking about the temple owls we will not be in attendance so yeah no i it's it, it was horrible Aaron. i and you know watching the game i always get excited to watch the bearcats play but man it just it, it sucks to be honest when you when you've got the bearcats on on one tv and then you and then the game ends and then you see the atmosphere at South Carolina for that South Carolina-Tennessee game. And, and Cincinnati is, is every bit as up there on par with, with the level of, of a Tennessee, you know, trying to get up there and be a top-10 program, this, that, and the other. I'm, that's, that's probably one of the bigger reasons why I'm excited to get out of here because if, if, if an average college football fan throws that Cincinnati game on for a little bit, they're probably going to change it pretty quickly just because the, just the atmosphere, just the, the feel around the game was just like – Whoa, it's terrible. But the game itself, Ryan, what uh, what were some of your, your biggest takeaways? And Aaron, I'm going to pass it. You'd be ready down there. Yeah, like Chad said, defense played great. They, I just say it was a business trip for the defense. They took care of business against a team that they should have. But it, it is positive because, you know, when USF came into town, they struggled a lot with that. So I think it just shows, like, they've cleaned up their game. They've got back to havoc and creating some chaos up front and – getting some turnovers, which I love to see. You know, the Don with another uh, fumble recovery, padding his stats. I love seeing that. Always always a big Corleone fan. But, yeah, I, I was pleased. Um, Jacob Dingle stepping in there, uh, making a great pick. Yeah, that's that's one of my guys right there, just showing just how versatile, how deep that safety room is, man. Their guys are young. Um, they got plenty of guys going in there, making plays, stepping up. But all overall, great performance by the defense. Um, you know, we got this, we got to see what, what a lot of people, people got to see what they've been begging for on offense. They, they wanted to see Evan, thought Evan came in, played, played solid. Um, but you could see kind of how the past game seemed to just like this, the scheme, it looked like it got cut in three fourths. It looked like it was only about 25% of the routes, 25% of the throws they were willing to make. But, you know, on the positive, you kind of saw the run game open up a little bit too. Um, but you know, it's going to be interesting to see how we're going to be able to translate that against better defenses because they know what we're going to try to do. They know we've been struggling to run the ball in between the tackles, so they're going to be 
keying in on Wiley on the skip, keying in on Evan on the art on the on the quarterback keep. So we got to find a way these next couple of weeks against really good teams to get that ball inside the tackles, run it well because we're not going to be playing Temple. We're playing Tulane, UCF. So it was I promising. The, yeah. I think this is the best defense they're going to play all yeah. year. Tulane. Tulane. Yeah. Especially some against- spurts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, saw some spurts of good running, good running in between the tackles. Still got to be more consistent, I, I feel, and especially coming up, because that's what's really going to expand this RPO game. You you got to get four, five, six. You got to keep those those outside backers, those safeties down in the fit. You got to keep them guessing. You can't have them just knowing that we got them stopped inside. So excited for Evan. He's going to have to keep stepping up, depending on what happens next week, but. Um, I did. I, I did want to get to back back to Dingle real quick. I mean, that's a spot where it, things could have got ugly because Threats is out for the first half from the the terrible targeting call. That's the conspiracy. Or, 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 yeah, conspiracy. The, the, the investigation is still ongoing. I was uh, yeah, I was surprised Coach he was Vickle even allowed. The league. I was surprised he was even allowed to even be on the sideline with with a uniform on after that. He yeah, should be in jail. He should. Yep. He should. Um, and then Armorian Smith was out um, at that point as well. So those are your right now, like and th- those are your two guys that are making plays at the back end of the defense. And for Dingle to step up like that, like that, that was a massive spot because generally against a pass happy team, right, Ryan, like they're going to look and say, okay, we're going yeah. at this spot. Like th- yeah. this is, this is and it's a white safety. Let's not kid ourselves. Everybody's <laughs> like him, him. Carter Jacobs. It's like they would try to target him too. That was the last oh. white guy we had back there. <laughs> Pat Lambert. Yeah. Jeez. Not, not many of the boys back there, man. Oh, <laughs> um, but I mean, he stepped in and and did exactly what was asked of him until they got until they got threats back after the half. So um, that was just a, a huge spot where. It could have gotten a little bumpy at that specific position. Uh, and they kept proving that, you know, another guy is ready. There's a bunch of guys in that room that are ready to step up. Yeah, that boundary, man. I'm telling you, teams love to target our boundary with um, that glance RPO concept. And having a mod there really kind of eliminated that and really kind of cemented that they didn't really have that kind of concept. So having a guy like Dingle step in there and make a play, you know, when that side's been looked at, it's been like kind of like our weakness, so to say the past couple of seasons, yeah. it just shows really how, how, how well he was able to step in and kind of make a play and eliminate any big plays too. We'll we'll throw this one at you, Royer, see if you've seen anything, any thoughts on why Ivan's been less disruptive in the backfield lately uh, as you see switched up schemes or other teams avoiding him. I have I an mean, opinion, just, but. Yeah, just he's one of the highest graded players in the country. So wherever he's at, teams are going to be they're going to be shifting the block to him. They'll be pass protecting to him. They're going to have three eyes, like three sets of eyes, probably two sets of hands on him every single time he's rushing. So, I mean, it's just going to free other guys up. It's going to that's that's fine. That's you know, if if they want to hone in on Ivan, we got ten other guys on defense who are able to make a play. So. I think that's kind of what's happening. I think also teams are going quick. Yeah. You're not seeing quarterbacks ever since uh, SMU teams are not standing in the pocket 
and waiting yeah. for stuff to develop. They are one, two, three, quick drop, get it out. They they don't want any of that Cincinnati pass rush uh, really starting to pin their ears back and, and tee yeah. off. That's kind of like you've seen teams, they've noticed kind of ways they can succeed on defense and offense. The way the stunts they're running on our O-line, delayed pressures on, on our O-line and quick game on offense. So we got to, if that's what they want to do, all right, we just won't rush. We'll drop more and we'll, we'll take away your quick game. We'll play cover two and we'll drop our guys in the hot coverage, maybe on some quicker blitzes and we'll be right in those little holes and they won't be able to hit those. So we can play that game right back at them. Right. And it's going to 1130. No. <laughs> no, we'll go. We'll go until we go, but we're not going three and a half hours. That'd be, <laughs> be nuts. But it, Brent, yeah. Brent might not make it three and a half more minutes. Yeah, I've been I've been battling a nice little sickness over here. The same one that struck the world back in 2020, made us all reconsider our lives. But uh, you know what? We I'm I'm out here surviving and living and ready Brent's for got, an 11 30 p.m. tip. You actually have coronavirus. Yeah, I do. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot worse back in uh back on um on Thursday, it was very bad. It was bad. How did you – what made you even go get tested? Did you lose your uh, – Let's say like 102 fever and like yeah. couldn't move. Just had a yeah. home test actually later yeah. on. So uh, for the day job, you kind of – it's not necessary, but you got to at least throw it out there and be like, all right, I'm not faking. Like take a look yeah. at this, you know. So uh, so that – but no, Ryan, as you were saying, like when, when Ivan gets keyed on, it, it just allows – other players to step up. That's why you saw this past week. Le- leading tacklers were Ty Van Fossen and then Jaheim Thomas. Great, yeah. let's go, and then, my man Heem stepping up. Jaheim, I, you know, I I, I tweeted uh, Jaheim Thomas is blowing up, blossoming right in front of our eyes, and his two tackles for loss. He had that one tackle for loss, and then I felt bad. The very next play, they kind of threw a little, you know, halfback flat pass, and he came up, and the, the running back made a nice little like spin move to pick up the first, but. Man, he's been making some explosive plays, like uh, like you and Joel said last week, where you know he's kind of playing without thinking, which is exactly what I want to see. But uh, Aaron, I got to hear from you because you've you've been a guy who's kind of been you know in in certain corners here and there when it comes to offense, when it comes to defense. But what have what, what have you been able to surmise after a nice little three days away from uh, the uh, the 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 Philly and Philly, the the Thrilly and Philly? How about that? I don't know that I like that, but um, I like seeing Evan Prater get out there and get some things done. Um, we talked about it on the nightcap, but I think Prater's best pass was probably the pass that didn't count to uh, Ryan Montgomery there in the end zone uh, yeah. when he was out of bounds before he caught Was he it. out of bounds? Did anyone get a good – He stepped out, yeah. Replay of that? Out. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, but I also like to see Corey Kiner start touting the ball again. That was good to see. Um, obviously Tot- we want- toting the ball sure touting touting the ball would be would, would be hyping it up good ball good ball you don't know that he didn't do that <laughs> you're a good ball look i'm just saying good girl happen. bailey good girl i don't think they would probably sit him on the bench if they saw him doing that <laughs> you could hit him in the head get him in the medical tent man Corey, you know you know i did you're find it interesting <laughs> that, that Kiner said to Prater, this is why we were here on the field on the, uh, the I yeah. guess, the last drive that they were together. Um, so that was kind of cool to hear about. Love 
that they realize they have tight ends that can catch the ball. Uh, that was nice to see as Wiley had seven catches, 70 yards. Career that high was, seven catches and probably a career high 11 targets, I would, I would think. I mean, I don't I don't know where this has been all season, but glad, you know, the third to last game of the season, they, they realized so, well, Josh Wiley's Well, they good. ran the bread and butter play again once Evan was in, which is weird. What what gets gets Josh the ball a little bit more? But yeah, Chad. So I got a question: Are you okay, more Wiley, if it means less Tyler Scott? I don't know no. why. I don't know why it has to be one or the other. Because when you're looking for Wiley, you're looking for shorter crossers. Did you know the stuff that tight ends run, which is more well, short to intermediate? To that, I'll answer yes. For Tyler Scott, I am okay with that. The ball and you're looking downfield with Evan with the ball in his hands. Evan, yeah, Evan's a little different than Ben, right? So he's more protective with the ball, um, whereas Ben will just gunsling from time to time. And Ben's gunslinging is a little bit more on target than Evan's gunslinging. So if it means that we're not turning the ball over, sure, I'm here for it. Yeah, you could just tell the way Evan kind of throws the ball. He's, like, really focusing on throwing it. I don't know, maybe he just has that much slow of a release, but it almost looks like he's really, like, aiming it into the He's got a big windup. Yeah. Um, it's just Ben is just a way more natural, better thrower, and we know that. But, you it's know, let's – Yeah, and yeah. so we might cut the pass game down a little bit, but let's expand the run game, and, you know, we'll see. We'll I mean, we'll see what happens on – on Friday, who goes out there, but I don't know. So I was happy to see that, and then I was also happy to see the turnover game come back. Um, I know Ryan also mentioned that as well, but this team has not been turning the ball over in an exceptional high clip. Ryan was most recent to talk about it, Chad, and then you interjected. I, and, I mean, anyway, it doesn't matter. I've, I listen to you all the time. From time to time, I tune you out, especially when I'm <laughs> sending out tweets to promote the show. Um, three hour but in any case in any case uh, yeah no I'm, I'm i'm happy to see that they are turning the ball over because again they, they just haven't done it at a, at a very high clip this year and good to see them get that on track against a team that you could really use some turnovers it, you know it was also strange with with every turnover it was like either a, a review to make sure it even happened or one that wasn't called on the field originally or one where like like even after the threats interception like happened and i feel like the team was kind of like looking around at each other to make sure like okay like was that a real play is everything good and then yeah they were good I, it just that the whole thing about that game was just wild but i you know it, for a defensive lineman a defensive tackle to be taking on a block kind of grab a guy with one arm fall on top of him knock the ball out and then fall on top of the ball afterwards he's got to be Rated pretty high as as a pretty good defensive lineman, Dante Corleone is is a uh, he's he's making plays that just week in and week out, and even on the on, on the random mundane series where he's out there making certain plays, he's he's making big ones, and that's what you need up the middle. And when you have Juwan Briggs bring in, I we talk about it every week, but that's going to be a big key to the success against Tulane, and then of course against UCF again because need to that, stop the run. We've yeah. got troubles with stopping the run, and this these next two weeks, we, we got to fix it and get it down because we, we will lose. We will lose Saturday if we don't stop the run, and we won't get to play the week after. Uh, you know, that's that's the thing. It's, it's 
you know, people are starting to already not really look ahead, but kind of see like, okay, both of the games at NIP, it's a win, you know, it just kind of just kind of feeling it like it is. But Black Friday games are always kind of weird to me. You know what I mean? Unless it's yeah, like it's ECU. a weird energy in the stadium. Right, right. Unless it's like it, unless it really is a blowover game, and then it's kind of like okay, let's just you know throw for a bunch of touchdowns and and roll into the. Uh, We've been we haven't been playing very well at Nippert either lately. Yeah, it's been uh, still better than on the road. Yeah, but just not, I guess not as what we're used to. You know, we normally go in there and yeah. take care of business lately. I guess they just, just can't pattern. score thirty. <laughs> Gotta well, score thirty this 20, week. They're stuck at twenty-seven at home. That is a weird thing because it, it they they burst out all like I don't know. Ever since the first half of the Indiana game, it's just been kind of like, okay, what are they going to do? Oh, oh, they're they're about to streak and and score fifty in this game, and then they just stop. The entire second half is bleak. But you know what? They've been winning. I it, would you take the same season coming into it? Right now, and I think they, they they mentioned this on the on the Bearcat brunch, and I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts. But I, I'm pretty sure everyone involved would take a, a nine and two record right now with the ability to win two games at Nippert and then play for another New York New York Six Bowl, with, you know, Cotton Bowl yet again for another year. I like at this point of the year, you kind of take a step back and be like, wow, it's it's pretty amazing what the team's been able to accomplish. Yeah, I, but I'm a little selfish, man, because I look back at these two games we've lost, I'm like, yeah. shit, we should have right. won. Like, we should have won the UCF game as, as bad as we played. We had the ball with our defense to stop them or at least just hold them to three and see what happens in overtime. Like, I, I, I'll I, never be like, damn, I'll take that. And then looking back, how, how Arkansas is just shit the bed and we shit the bed in that game. It's like, shit, we're like – couple plays away from being undefeated and it doesn't make you feel like it doesn't make it feel like it'd be like a lucky like thing like we didn't wouldn't deserve it or anything I think we have a good team and I think we've had a couple things go our way and you know we've had two games that we things didn't go our way and they there were a couple plays away from being undefeated so I don't know I'm kind of in the boat of like shit we shouldn't be we should be undefeated right now right it's just my you know I love I love the guys so I'm I love you know, I'm competitive, and I'm thinking like I don't. I'm not satisfied with nine and two. Get the get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> taking taking UCF superfan stats um, at at face value. Uh, he says last year through seven conference games, UCD gave up 16 points per game. That's this season. It's 19 points per game. It's impressive to lose that much, and the D is still very very good. The D is strong. Yep, we like just, a good strong D, man. Just dropping D, man. Just left and right, dropping D. Children, <laughs> a whole lot of you. That's what I'm talking about. No, no, Roy, no, Roy, yeah. you're talking us. Roy, no. Us. But it is what you're talking about. No, the D is really good though. It it is really really good, which is, <laughs> I, 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 I really didn't mean defense in that sense, but <laughs> it, I, I mean seriously, it is crazy to think about how much turnover they've had defensively because, you know, there was more defensive players that they needed to replace than offense. Obviously offense has the number one position that needed to be replaced, but man, it's, it, it is crazy how they're able to just kind of funnel in new players and they're ready to step up, go out and produce. So um, I, I want to talk a little bit more about, uh, about Evan Prater, obviously, because it's, it, he's a guy that, that came in in a situation where you had to get another big lead 
yet again, where you don't really need to open up the playbook all the way. You, you kind of just need to think, okay, what are the 20 plays that we feel comfortable that Evan can, can run with high efficiency and maybe we can add a couple more points and then maybe we can just get out of, out of this, you know, barren wasteland of Lincoln financial field with a victory and shut the door on the temple owls and say, That's a good point. Thank you. Uh, Cause you, you know, we, we mentioned all the time about how, yes, the big plays are awesome. We, we all love the big plays. We all want to have the ability to continue to, to score on those and this, that, and the other. Well, if you, the, the first drive of the game had 12, 12 plays, it was a good drive, very good drive. And then you look down when Evan came into the game, if you take away the first drive, which was, it was obviously a high snap on the second snap, kind of just befuddled the entire drive there, and they three and out. But after that, seven plays, seven plays, eight plays, that 12-play drive, that was really good. That should have ended in that touchdown, but but Monty stepped out of bounds a little bit. And six plays, four plays. You know, it's, it's kind of like the sustained drives that we all wanted to give the defense a little bit more rest to give everyone a chance to catch themselves and, and kind of build a complimentary football side. So it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword, I guess, where, you know, you do face a couple more third down and twos and Evan can use his legs to pick up a first down or, or, you know, a quick dump down to, to Josh Wiley to pick up the first is, is that something that people are kind of missing in the whole, you know, Evan didn't put up 21 points in the second half. So we've got to sit, you know, Critique him immediately because it seemed like in that game he did kind of exactly what the coaching staff probably would have wanted. Yeah, I, I, I think I think Evan did a solid job. Like you said, I, it was a good point you had to kind of protect the lead. Like there's there's a certain amount of plays that suit Evan well. So I'm I'm going to be curious to see this week going in. They're they're going to have to prep like he's going to be the starter no matter what happens. Um, they're going to have to like, he's going to have to get like just as many snaps and they're going to have to maybe throw a couple, an, uh, an extra 10 plays in there, but maybe expand his like play calling role, so to say, and stick to that same game plan that they had with temple. Cause I think it, it can work if executed. Well, like I said, got to be able to run the damn ball in between the tackles. If you're not, that's really going to take away Evans, like what he brings to the table. That's right. different. Um, yeah, I thought he did good. I like you said, sustained drives, ability to extend drives with his legs is something that that's new. But you know, you're losing a bit of that passing game, so I, it's going to be a good balance. I think it's going to be a good balance between playmaking ability, run game potential, and the shortened shortened down passing game. So I'm excited to see, like, kind of like a week when he's prepped as the guy, right? Like how much how much more they well, can let's put not in. Get ahead of ourselves. We don't know that it's. Evan. Yeah, yeah, I know, but just you, you gotta pre- you gotta prepare um like he will be. That's just how they're gonna treat it. They're they're he's gonna get more reps than he did than he normally does because you know with the ding no matter how dinged up Bend is, they're gonna have to like expand him. That's just what they're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, Chad, the the sustained drives, you know, sure they didn't take the deep shots like they do with Ben because Ben can make those throws, you know, like he did to Trey Tucker in the first half. Would you say it, it kind of felt like, like Des back in 2019, 
you know, where a little bit, yeah, where he was a little dinged up. So it was more stain drives, a lot of you know, first downs with his legs, a lot of check downs to Wiley, a lot of you know, it was that something that you would are you're welcome to seeing again in order to give that defense a little bit more rest in order to just get points on the board instead of being this highly explosive. And, and and don't get don't get me wrong, Evan can still make the big play. I mean, Aaron and I and Chad, you saw a lot in practice as well. Aaron and I at the spring game. I know that was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but he was he was connecting on mm-hmm. multiple deep deep throws, and it's the ability's there. And then he can bust one off with his legs as well, whenever he wants to. So I don't know. I I feel like the you know the fan base begged and pleaded for these extend these long drives to to give the defense some more time to rest and, and not be tired at the end of games and whatnot. So it's, it's kind of, kind of strange the, uh, the pulse of everything going into it because I, I feel like Evan just came on and, and he was told to just win, just win the game. You know, don't, don't try and be a hero. Go out there and win the game. Is there a question somewhere in there? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Are you, seeing, <laughs> I, are these, are these just long drives? I, I mean, I guess would that be something that you would feel is more at, for Evan than those long splash plays that Ben is able to find on a rope? Um, I mean, I don't. Okay, we had what uh, second half. We had a three and out, or no? That's there's a three and out right around when Evan came in. Well, yeah, that was um, the the high snap on second down that. Derailed the drive. Yeah. Uh, I'm I just mentioned looking at the drive this. chart. Seven, seven, uh, eight, twelve. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, it's it, it's nice, but they gained 20 yards on the one drive, seven plays, 20 yards, uh, eight plays, 23 yards when they got the interception and had great field position. Uh, then you had the really good, the 12 play, 74 yard drive. Right. That took five minutes, 29 seconds on the off the clock. I think that's really the only one we're talking about that was like a sustained, you know, extended drive. And then six plays, 25 yards. I mean, sure, it's nice getting an extra, first, you know, getting a first down or two. Yeah. But, I mean, six plays, 25 yards isn't all that much different than what we're talking about. I, I think everybody's yeah, clinging to the, the 12 play 74 yard drive. Well, but it's not a three and out that took a minute off the clock. And then the defense is thrown right back out there. So, so Ben only had three and outs. Uh, a lot of the second half in the past few weeks, it, there was a, there was a handful of three and outs. Definitely. I think, I think that it, it only, it's only going to work. It kind of sounds stupid when you say it. it's only going to work if you score touchdowns. Right. And that's something that we, and you know, what that means if you're doing long sustained drive, that means you're going to be in the red zone where we have struggled a lot. Mm-hmm. And it would have to mean that Evan's game would have to be taken off that much more in the red zone or else we're going to be almost, it's almost like hurting ourselves based on how we've played this whole year. It's like, yeah, we we might not be getting long sustained drives, but ding, on ding, these splash ding. plays, yeah, on these splash plays, we score touchdowns. touchdowns. Right, and like we could go Evan out there, he might get ten, he might get a, a ten play drive, and that might just set us up for a forty five yard field goal, or that might just set us up for a punt inside the ten. And it's like okay, like we need to, at the end of the day, you got to score points, and that's how you win. Um, 
and taking us into the red zone, unless we have some sort of, you know, coming to Jesus moment in the red zone where we've sucked. Like it's, it's, it might not help us. So that's the negative side, positive side. We get to have more time of possession, get, give our defense a break and maybe Evans red zone capabilities of being able to run, extend plays. Like you saw on that non-touchdown that, that could help right. us. So there's a positive to everything. Uh, of course. The hard part is when Ben is on, he's good. He's so good. Correct. Yeah. But can't yeah. have the offense go missing for a quarter or more. Look, I know I'm playing devil's advocate here because I'm trying to keep things balanced and not getting out over our skis. One, against a terrible defense, which is terrible for, for Ben and Evan. And it's not like Cincinnati, either one of them, abused really that Temple defense the way that they should have. You can't have the go, the offense go missing for a quarter or more. They scored six points in the second half. Some of that is, yes, obviously. You had to cut down the playbook. You didn't have a full package designed for Evan because he was coming in off the bench. With ben lead. was the starting quarterback all week. They had the lead. I understand all those things. But we do have to keep everything in perspective the offense was not – it was – there were good things that the offense did when Evan was in there. There were good things the offense Ben did when Ben was in there, but mm-hmm. neither of them punished a bad Temple defense the way they should have punished a bad Temple defense. Yeah. This is going to be, I repeat, the best defense they face all year. Yeah. They mix it up. They do a lot of different things. I can't even imagine if it is Evan, how exotic what they do is going to be because they are going to say, yeah, we are getting not even just up front, but like the looks in the back end, how, you know, show blitz and drop. Like they are going to mess with Evan relentlessly. If Evan is the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, And that's what I said. You got to run the ball. Look at, look at it like this. They dominated Kansas State. They dominated Kansas State's offense when they beat Kansas State. Kansas State right now has the number one offense in the Big 12. This is an outstanding two-lane defense when they're when they're playing well. Now, have they had some hiccups? Of course. Everybody has hiccups along the way, unless you're the 2022 Cincinnati Bearcats. Right. Or 2021 Cincinnati Bearcats. You know what Amen, I mean? Amen, brother. But or brother. um <laughs> well, 2022 has had hiccups. Oh, I thought you said 2020 and 2021. No, I said 22 on accident. Oh, okay. Well, but um, I, I just like this is going to be if if Ben is the quarterback, if Evan is the quarterback, yeah, this is going to be their biggest challenge all year, and what they are facing on the other side of the ball in terms of of the way Tulane wants to confuse you, in terms of you know. We're used to here. There's not a lot of confusion in what you guys do, Ryan. It's no. we're better than you. Yep. We're gonna line up. We're gonna do our stuff, and we are better than you. And Tulane does it a lot differently. They disguise coverage. They disguise blitz. They move guys around. Um, they're very active pre-snap. That's concerning and for our O line. It's concerning yeah. for the O line, especially the way that, like, if you look at the way that they have struggled with with stunts and twists and delayed blitzes and finding guys running free up the middle. Um, the offensive line is, is going to have to play their best 
game of the year, whether it's Ben or Evan. Yeah. So, Period. so I, that, that literally, literally, sorry, she's get out of here. Uh, it brings me to, to my next point where the, so Tulane is, they have a much better pass defense than they do rush, rush defense. They're like 70th in the country in, in rush defense and 20th in the country in pass defense. Which is why that that SMU score was so you know lopsided. Why they've been able to, to, to kind of play well against some of these pass uh, high passing teams. But you know, the Temple is really good defensively at two things. Well, I guess just one thing: getting into the backfield, getting tackles for losses, and sacks. They had eight tackles for loss, five sacks on Saturday, and and at times it looked like that. You know, defenders were getting free free releases to the backfield, and I, it just something needs to be shored up on the offensive line. I feel like they were trying to rotate in a lot of different players. I guess maybe to to, to find the right rhythm up front. Uh, you know, I saw Coop out there for a while. Then you saw Mets out there for a while. You kind of you you know you got wind of you know they mentioned on the broadcast that they weren't sure if, if Gavin was going to be able to go. I, I don't know if you heard anything about that at all, Chad, but I, he know, was, just, he just, he was, he had a, a non COVID related illness. Okay. So he was all just right. sick during the week, my brother. But uh, so <laughs> it, it was, uh, I don't know. It, that part is, is something that gets lost in the whole quarterback conversation is, you know, the, the fact that the offensive line as a whole, yes, they've had their parts where they've played really well, but also I, they're, they're still trying to figure it out up there. Um, yeah. I mean, some of the plays, even even Evan, like uh, Evan has the ability to scramble and get out of the pocket and whatnot. You saw one play where he had he had to just eat a sack because he couldn't step up, and then he had ends coming out on both sides, and he had literally nowhere to go except for straight backwards. I, I don't know. It just seems like that's, that's something that also needs to get absolutely squared up because it seems like it's a big – Mishap, um, Chad. All all the movement of different linemen in and out. Is it is it still just trying to find the right thing that clicks? Do you think, or was it a scheme against Temple? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't know on that one. Um, I, I think there might just. Opinion. I think there might be some frustration involved in why why isn't this working? Yeah. Like, let's yeah. try to throw everything we can at it to figure out something that works. Yeah, they got guys who they have a lot of guys that have played a lot of snaps and they're probably like, well, we don't want to have so-and-so on the bench. If we're not doing well, let's get him a couple reps. He he's been here. Like we don't want him unhappy and not playing. He's earned, he's earned snaps here. And I think they have, you know, that kind of like revolving door of, all right, well, it's not working with so-and-so let's put so-and-so in, let's move so-and-so over here and keep shuffling the, the, the deck um you know some it's kind of some will say the same thing about you can't have two quarterbacks you know it doesn't really work out you got to have one unit that figures their shit out and go because you know you're you're kind of saying this should be no matter how good they uh statistically are temples like like uh front seven in terms of it's it should be it should be a tune-up game they should be clicking ready to get shit going here for Tulane. so yeah, I wasn't. I, I was not pleased with that performance, but you know, I time to rise to the occasion, man. Got to rush for over 150 yards next week. Got to. Ryan, do you do you feel like maybe Monty's got the momentum right now in that room? 
I do. I, I, I do think that Monty's like the all around back. He, he can catch it. He can run him between the tackles. He can make guys miss. He's faster than people think. He, he, he can get out there. He can, he can, whenever he's out in the open, he doesn't get caught really. He's not your so, own forward, but no. he's not slow. No, but he's he's shifty. He's powerful. He, he's got good hands. He can run the routes. Um, he knows the offense better than um, Corey. I think Corey's more talented. I think if you're going to draft someone to go in the NFL, you draft Corey. But I don't think Corey has like as much um, knowledge me, and comfortability that Ryan has. You think Corey's going down quicker than you expected on contact? I thought he would be able to absorb contact a little bit better. And and I'm not talking about like, you know, when you get the ball and you get to the line of scrimmage and there's three 300-pound dudes waiting for you. I'm talking about like, you know, if he if he's getting it bounced outside, like he's taking a, a hit to the leg and going down a little quicker. Like I, I, I don't know if it's because he looks so much like Mike Warren. <laughs> but I envisioned he would be a little bit better absorbing contact, at least so far. I did. And, you know, sometimes it, it comes back to just being comfortable out there when you have injuries and you're in a new system. It's kind of you don't have your swag like playing running back. Like you, if you don't really know like what you're doing, you don't have that ability to make guys miss. You don't have ability to absorb contact, know where contact's coming from, anticipating, having your vision all the way up. Um, so I think that's kind of what's going on with Corey. I think he didn't have like a full good off season where he was healthy and he was running our stuff. Um, and he, he hasn't had like, he hasn't had like a string of weeks where he's been healthy during the season too. So I think that's kind of what's going on with him. He definitely has the potential. You saw him doing it in the sec last year as a true freshman, breaking tackles, making plays. And that was what, that's what I expected. This year, I think he still has it in him. I don't think it's gone. I just think he's got to get back, get get back into his game a little bit. Let's go. Let's go. What? Our guest has arrived. <laughs> what's going on today, man? What's good? What up, Evo? <laughs> what up, man? Oh, man. I was telling them, I haven't talked to you since you left, bro. How you doing? Man, I've been good, man. I ain't gonna lie, I've been balling, man. So I've been, you I've been truly, I've been truly blessed, man. I'm telling you, dude. Nothing makes me happier than watching you ball. Nothing does. No one deserves it more than you, man. I appreciate that, brother. You've been making my job really easy. I, I try to run the hashtag Bearcats in the NFL, and yes, there's sir. shit on you every single week now, and it's. Man, awesome. Hey, I try. I try, man. I gotta put on, man. Was, hey, the rest of them guys balling too, man. They, hey, they've been doing their thing for a while now. No, there's no doubt about that. Well, I, well, Chad, I'll go ahead and uh, introduce. I mean, you you need no introduction. We kind of teased that we were having uh, having another guest on the pod today. We didn't really let anyone know who it was until you were able yes, to pop sir. in. So, no, no, yes, Derek, random Derek, pop Derek, in. There we go, a little random pop. <laughs> yes, in. sir. Defo well, as it is. You, go you ahead, got Chad. a lot to live up to because we had a special guest last week. That blew the doors off this place for two and a half hours as uh, <laughs> as Joel DeBlanco stole the show. Oh man, my boy Joe. Oh, you know. He probably Jerry, I don't think you suspect yeah. that, man. He, he definitely <laughs> he, he gave us some definitely some good conversation for at least an hour. <laughs> so uh, here's my theory on Joel, Derek, is, is that once that Joel left, they took the, the programming chip out of him uh -huh. and, and he got to be a real boy again. 
Oh, yeah. no, for sure. He was a, uh, a trained killer. Once he was he like, was. It, was like that secret, it was like that secret word, he's saying he's going to activation mode. And he oh, yeah. To say it again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. What, uh, what's Bye. his name? What, the Bucky. Oh, yeah, Bucky. No, the oh. Bucky guy from Avengers, whatever. <laughs> we are joined now by budding NFL star, the number two rated safety in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, last week. After this week, you might be number one, <laughs> but a great Bearcat, one of my favorites, one of my guys that I, I've, I've loved getting to know since he arrived here five years ago, and unbelievably proud and happy, and I will say not surprised that this is happening, because I knew all you needed was a little sliver of opportunity, the same mm -hmm. that you got here, and yes, you sir. take that sliver of opportunity – uh, and, and you run with it as fast as you possibly can. Definitely. But thrilled to be joined by my guy, Defo Derek Forrest, here on the podcast tonight. Taking it, he's got, you, he's got the C-Paw on. You see, I got it on, man. Always ready, man. Always ready. Man, <laughs> man what, what, is this, what has this ride been like this year? Because, I like, you know, the, a, a door opened. Mm -hmm. and you had a little chance. Like, you, you, there was an injury. You had, you had your time to say, hey – yeah. I'm more than a special teams ace. I can do that, but I'm more than that. And mm -hmm. how awesome is this the first 12 weeks or whatever been as you've had a chance to show, like, I I, I got you. I got you. Uh, so it's definitely been a roller coaster. You know, we started early, you know, we got an early victory, and then we went on a little losing streak, man. So it was about coming back together, you know, correcting what was wrong, making those uh, adjustments, and then moving on to be, you know, the brand and, you know, a football that we want to put on the field. So uh, it's definitely been challenging, man, especially with me. Like, I was starting the first week, and then I went back to, like, my my special team grow, man. But it was like I had to keep my head down and, and continue to grind because I knew, like, another opportunity was going to come, but you got to be ready for the opportunity when it comes. And I can't sit and complain or make excuses on why I'm putting this position. I just got to put my head back down and grind until, you know, I'm back on the field again. And that's what I did. And, you know, for my last two starts, I got interceptions each week, man. And I, I'm telling you, it's for me, uh, you know, staying with my head down, staying consistent, you know, praying and, uh, you know, just just being me, man, being humble. And uh, I'm saying that it's just it's just a blessing just to be here, man. Talk about how that much, game uh, real quick. How much did your freshman year here where you had to play special teams mm -hmm. and had to kind of grind out that first year? And Because I know I've talked about this with Des. Des told me when he got drafted by the Falcons, he said, look, I've. I've done this understudy stuff before. Yeah. I did it in high school when I was a freshman. I mm -hmm. did it in college when I was a freshman. Yeah. I'm going to do it while I'm a rookie in the NFL. But I'm coming to play. Like No, I, no lie. I know how to find my is, time. I feel, like, I feel like it did. It prepared us for the league because this is exactly how it is. You know, you're coming in as a young guy. You got, comp you got competition in front of you. And it's all about coming in and doing the right things to put you in position for when your opportunity comes that you can take full advantage of it. So I feel like college is like the same journey, you know, starting off, you're, you're going to start off with a less of a role, but then you got to build your way up. And it's all about building the trust and respect throughout, you know, the program for you to get there. I've got a, got a two-parter for you, Derek. Uh, it, well, and I hope someone else asked you about the uh, interception from this past weekend because that was one yes, of the best, best I've seen. But Thank I'm going to go back to the, to the game at Philly. Because that was one where no one was giving you guys a chance. Man. And and you guys kind of went out there and you showed out. And then you balled out as well. Big pick. 
And then so, so, so break that, break that down. But I want to hear also were you were you a little nervous that that Taylor Heineke was gonna take your defoe, you know, chain afterwards? Because <laughs> that was the one that was the one you could see on the plane the most sticking out. No, the man. No, I didn't I wasn't I wasn't really worried about him uh, uh taking the chain, man. But uh it was definitely a, a a crazy game going on there in Philly, man. I'm telling you, it was a hostile environment. And it really was like we were all going in with the mindset that we really don't care what other people are saying, what other people think. We know what we can do. Let's go in there and show them what we can do, and then we'll ha- we won't have to worry about what they can do. Yeah, it's perfect. And then well, I guess I'll I'll take away the the interception this past week. Explain to me what's going through your head. Are you are you thinking you got a barrel roll to get get your shoulder in the game in, uh, inside of the play? Is or I wouldn't what was going through your that, head, man? But um, <laughs> it's definitely like. I'm I'm doing everything that I need to get in for to get prepared for me to make these plays. So like when I go out there and I do them, they're like surreal for everybody else. But for me, it's like, wow, I, I've been to I can make these plays. I just needed the opportunity. Hey, you're so, not allowed to yeah. say it. So so I'll say it for you. But you pulled a page out of the Cincinnati Bengals playbook, running WJ three out of town to get that spot. So kudos. <laughs> kudos. <laughs> oh, Derek, how would you compare, uh, how would you compare like being there in Philly to like some of the bigger environments that we played in at Cincy? I would say that um, it's definitely, it's definitely like a UCF or something of that. So, like it's definitely a hostile environment, but it's like, once you get in those environments, something inside you start boiling and it just turn you into a super competitor. And I love places like that, man. So it definitely was a super hostile environment like we when we were at SMU or or Tulsa or places like that. So it's definitely a hostile environment yeah. that you would love to play in. Yeah, it's it, it looked better a little different than, than that same stadium looked on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Yo, yo, that game was uh, about empty as can be. <laughs> Did you get a chance to chop it up with Jason after the game at all? The no, hottest I, podcast star in the country. No, I, uh, I, I had said what's up to him, man. I think he, he was, uh, he was, he was, he felt a little hard on the, on the, on the loss, man. So you know, we chopped it up for a little while, and I let him go about his ways, man. I didn't want to keep him too long. No, I want to take I it back to when we see each other though after the games. I want to take it back to Cincy real quick, and but stick on the interceptions path. Yes, sir. You had six in your career. Sadly, none were returned for a touchdown. But what people don't remember is that your very first interception, you were pretty doggone close for a pick six. Man. Break break down that play. Tell oh, everyone man. the situation. But, it, know, it was the shower bowl. They tried to run like a glance on us, man. And the quarterback, he threw it, and somebody tipped it. And then somebody else tipped it, and it landed right in my hand. And I get to running, man. I get near the goal line. And I see the two guys. I thought you were gonna score, I'm, man. Score too, because I'm thinking that some, the one of the D linemen gonna block the dude in front of me. They didn't block him. <laughs> right. Like I was a metro. No. Real first pick. <laughs> oh, there he is. There he is. He's back. All right, he's back. You, you were. Oh, I said that's probably embarrassing. First pick, man, get tackled on the half yard line. 
Dude, well, it was Cortez was, and Keese. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, let's, <laughs> let's put some names on on wax. Was Cortez, wasn't it? They didn't. Even, they didn't even try to touch him. They just ran right past him. <laughs> oh, that's, was Big Brown out there? <laughs> oh, I think so. <laughs> I just know, bro. like, if they, they if they're not getting the big ass hit, they're kind of just standing around watching. They don't really know what <laughs> no, to fucking do. No lie, no lie, no lie. <laughs> Well, and they'll probably blame it on the rain. They'll say, we just couldn't see anyone in that rain that was going yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, it's all right, man. Even though all of us, we took our visors out. We took our gloves off so everybody could see. So I, yeah. I wasn't going <laughs> That was the game at Paul Brown against Miami. Man, hey, I ain't going to lie. That game was raining. It was cold. It, yeah. it was like, it was so, like, everybody, the, the fans were high up under the, uh, the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> And your hey, your, your boy Mike stole that touchdown from you like he always Man. Do. He, he got like a one yard <laughs> touchdown. It's all right. Yeah. I, I throw him the assist. It was because we were roommates. Yeah, we were roommates. I wanted to give him the assist. He's always stealing your shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. So, knowing how involved like your dad has been in this whole path as well, like how proud is he seeing you now? as a starter and all of that, like what's the conversation with your dad? Like after games and all of that, losing uh, his damn always, mind, man. Yeah. Like he always just lets me know how proud he is of me. Like, uh, you know, it's been a long journey, you know, he's believed in me the whole way. He just, you know, he, he's just proud to be able to come along with me, you know, to see me right. develop throughout my, throughout my team, you know, from a kid and, you know, just to be here. So he's just a proud father, man. That's going to support, you know, each and every day on every play, on, on everything, every tweet, you know, every post, man. And uh, I'm definitely glad and proud to have a, a support system like that in my life. I was telling I, I missed the crew. I was, I was just going to say I missed the crew. I used to always – your dad, <laughs> Mike's dad, and my Jay's dad. Yeah. I would always see that they were like a little, a little crew. Uh-huh. You'd always see the three of them hanging out and getting to chop it up with them before games or at the spring game. Or whenever the parents would be around, I, I miss seeing those dudes. I love all three of them. Man, I'm telling you, they still talk all the time though. Like my my dad will call me, like yeah, man. Mike's dad called me, like they be chopping it up still, man. So I'm glad to see them relationships still attached, man. And I've Mike's still never dad, seen man. a parent look more like a kid <laughs> than Mike Warren and Mike Warren's dad. Like no lie, man, twins. When you meet Mike's dad, it's like, oh, I know you, twins, man. Yeah, Mike Mike's Ward dad's Senior. crazy ass doing? would be in the locker room all the time, too. Might as well give him the damn pass. <laughs> like, bro, nah, the random times we're here come from, like, workout, bro. Yeah, he'd be down in the workout. Like, I'd be, like, dapping me yeah, up, like, before the lift. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, is this guy a coach? Like, what is Man. this guy doing? But I loved him. He was awesome. Man. I loved having him around. He is Brady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like wait, yeah. how the fuck? How is how is Mike's dad like this deep in the program? <laughs> I was telling Chad last night, like anytime I'm putting something out, either whether about the Bearcats or retweeting one of your highlights or something, yeah. and I get a Derek Forrest Senior like <laughs> or retweet or something like that, I'm like, yeah, he still follows the program. I love oh, it, man. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, people probably get me confused with my pop all the time, man. But he he retweets everything. He comments on everything, man. You you never see him go ghost, <laughs> for sure. Well, uh, is a so, real one. So you were uh, part of the foundation of the second longest home winning streak yeah, in sir. college football right now at yeah. Nippert. So back to back games, possibly if they win on Friday at Nippert. I want I want to hear your favorite experience at Nippert, and if it if it is what I think it is, 
people remember one play that that sauce made in that one but uh <laughs> i think your 16 tackles is just as uh, just as special what sauce did man one, that definitely is one of, one of my faves but i think my favorite was the the temple game to secure the our side of the conference uh what was that 18 yeah i fly out 19 19 19 yeah that was definitely my favorite man it was it was a it was a lit night man it was cold the knit was packed and we got that championship man that definitely was one of my favorites right there well and you had the pick to, to seal it no, right sure. i think yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna mention that but yeah <laughs> right on our yeah. sideline yeah hey man i ain't gonna lie that was so lit yeah that's definitely <laughs> definitely take take me through fickle gets the job you're you're committed elsewhere but you see this opportunity arise here take me through that little uh, the recruiting process it was quick it happened fast but you were one of the first guys in the boat it was like so when i first got when i first started getting recruited to go to cincinnati it was like a bunch of different coaches from different schools that had all came to cincinnati that were previously recruiting me so when they got there uh i remember the first time coach coach luke fickle called me i'm like hello he was like he was he was on the phone. He was on a conference call with all of them in the same room when they was just talking to me. And I was like, all right, man. He was like, yeah, we want you to get you down on the visit this weekend. And I'm like, all right, man, that's great. I'll do it. So I'm getting ready to do my visit. And the day before I leave for my visit, I'm in. Um, I think my coach calls me to like the gym or something. Like, hey, uh, 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 the head coach of Cincy is here. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, all right. So I come down. We chop it up, man. He give me my official offer to go to Cincinnati. I'm like. Oh man, that's that's like that's legit right there. That's real. That's real right there. He came all the way to my school just to give me the offer, and I came on my visit, man. Uh, I was committed to Miami, Ohio at the time, man. That's the that's the funny thing. I was committed to Miami, Ohio, and I came down to my visit. I loved it, and and that was all she wrote, dog. I, I was going to Cincy. I had my I had my mind made up after I took the visit. I would have been sick if you ended up a, a damn Red Hog, bro. You're, you're the way the way oh, the way man, you the way you play, bro. Crazy, that would have been. I couldn't imagine you not being a Bearcat, dude. We'd have to beat your ass, dude. So. Were you tight with? Did you know Kobe and Mike? Yeah, at all sure. before you guys got here. Yeah, uh, I knew Kobe from Camp Circus, bro. Uh, it's funny that I know Kobe because, you feel me, me and Kobe always been, you feel me, like I always see him at a Camp Circus, I'll say what's up to him and stuff. But I always knew Kobe because the one time me and Kobe, like our crew and his crew was at the camps, man, he was doing one-on-one, and the dude on his team kept like cutting people, bro. So everybody had to do it, you feel me, and me and Kobe was the peacemakers. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to be a rumble. Oh no, for sure at, at the camp circuit, man. It was so that's how I know Kobe, man, just from being in Ohio, you know, going to the camps. And then Mike, I uh, I had met Mike, you know, when we, when he had started getting recruited since he like because um it was like Mike and Jarrell were going to be roommates, but me and Jarrell was going to be roommates, so all three of us ended up being roommates together. And then so, tell tell me about your relationship with Brady because Brady considers you and Kobe like like surrogate sons. Mm. Like from the day you walked in on campus, you and Kobe, every time we would talk to Brady, Brady would be like, these two. These <laughs> two are going to change the culture. These two. And he was right. Uh, That's definitely like, man, That that's like, that's my dog right there, man. He 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 didn't coach us and got us through a lot, man. He 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 built our bodies to places that we probably would have never got without him, man. So uh, he definitely pushed us past limits that we thought we would never reach, man, between me and, Wig, you know, Kobe, all of us, Jarrell, you know, 
like we were his group, you know, he wouldn't let us work out with anybody else, man. But uh, it's definitely, you know, definitely something special that we built over there, man. I definitely going, I'm going to cherish those friendships and relationships for forever. Be honest, did you kind of hate him in the beginning, though? No. Con- concentration training? Like, we clicked because Brady knew I was going to work hard, and I knew Brady was going to push me, man. So it really wasn't much I could be mad about, man, because I had to accept it eventually. Like, he's going to always push me. There ain't no, there's no, there's never going to be a way I can get over it. You know, if I if I yawn in the weight room, I know he's gonna make me do my push up. I can my hands on my hips, I know he's gonna yell at me. So it's just like a thing, like you just gotta come to acceptance, like man, I know it's gonna happen. I might uh, you know get right. Okay. There we go. And then we'll talk about uh I guess camp higher ground. We gotta ask about it. Oh man, have uh, you been able to experience first, first places, man? Yeah. I was I, gonna I, say I, yeah. I got a lot of good memories there, dog, but it's definitely man, it's a it's a drag just going to higher ground. You get out there, you be like, bro. I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, it, <laughs> and then you know you got all these bugs out there. And then you, bro, that's you though. You're a starter. You're a good ass player. Imagine how if, my ass felt. If you're out a there. first couple, if you're a first two year player and you have not did anything, you're in the bunks. And you're in the bunks. It's like, it's like the lodges when you had a freaking uh, a summer camp or something. Like that's just how it is, man. So high ground definitely is a place that you don't want to go but once you get there you'll have some great memories man i'll never forget the time where we they told us we was going to do team bonding they took us up the high ground yeah took our oh phone God, and, and then out of nowhere we're having freaking obstacle course dog and i'm with a bunch of guys that are from offense special teams everywhere which is and we're happening to be a team and compete to win man and that's just that's just the things that we did that that changed the brotherhood over there who were your roommates at Higher Ground? Um, my roommate was Kobe. It was either it was so at first it was Kobe, and in the last two years it was it was Wig. Kobe, <laughs> Wig, yeah, Wig. He was my roommate <laughs> the last year at Higher Ground, man. What's yeah. he up to he, right now? Uh, I don't know, man. He's uh, he definitely out there still at Arizona. You know, I think he's uh, he's, he's I think he's still on the practice squad right now. He had played in a couple games this year though. Okay, that's good. Did did you know what was coming from B Cook behind you? Man, I, I did not know, man. I'm I'm so glad to, to see where he bro. To think like that when we have that many guys drafted that early, it, it was surreal to me, man. It was just like uh it was a ticket of my appreciation. Like I'm like, man, the things that we did to change that program around and now these guys are being rewarded by it, man. I'm definitely proud of everybody. Yeah, do you ever reflect back and think about how the uh, the DBs you had at one point, you know, <laughs> you back there, the three corners? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, do you ever just reminisce and be like, "Wow, this is kind of an it NFL roster yeah. thing?" Like, for sure, I think about it. I mean, I'll be trying to explain to guys. People be like, "Oh, you guys played in the American this, this, and that." I'm like, "Bro, we have some dogs. I don't want to hear it." Like. We would have lined up against <laughs> gave y'all work the whole game, and, <laughs> and, and we and y'all face, and we we weren't trying to hear none of that. So they definitely know, you know, if they would have played us, it would have definitely been a different story. Aaron, you got anything? Um, I'm waiting to uh to to bring something else to fruition. So go ahead if you got if you got more, Brent. Oh, is there? Some, I know you always do. Is there some breaking news coming out here? Not we're, we're working no. on. Okay. Awesome. okay, fair. So, Defo, I want to hear a little bit more about Brady because obviously we have Brady on this show in the offseason every other week. And, man, he, he breaks down a couple of crazy things he does during lifts and whatnot. Takes and Ryan, us to squat fest. 
yeah, uh-huh. takes the squad fest. Ryan's been able to, to fill us in on a couple, but what's your what's your favorite Brady story that he would be okay mm. with you telling, but probably not not want uh went out there to too many other people. <laughs> oh man, my favorite Brady story, man. Um I forgot what it was, man. Uh I'll give one time we was doing like we did like stadium, we had did like stadium runs, man. It was just and we had like huddled up at one point, man. He had said something like, um, hey, F them all or something. It just like, <laughs> and everybody was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, you know, so that that's probably my funniest story, but I don't even exactly remember what he said. Mm-hmm. But he said something about like F them or something, but it came off wrong. And everybody was like, whoa, 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 whoa. we ain't doing that, coach. <laughs> well, while you ask the man himself, Brady, what did you say? Coach. What is up, Defo? What's up, man? What is up, my guy? Not much. What up? <clears throat> Just got the kids down. I get a text from Brendo. He says, your boy's on. I said, oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> what up, man? Hey, we are talking to the number one graded safety in all of the NFL, boys. Hey, hey, How about that? I'm telling you. Thank you. Thank you. How about that? Shit. Upper echelon. You did it, brother. Man. man. Definitely. I love you, dude. Fuck. I mean, I tell these young Definitely. safeties all the time, dude. They have no idea. They got no idea. Mm-mm. You got to never give up, man. You got to just be ready to be, you know, push the limits that you have never been pushed before. And then it'll, change, it'll transform you. You feel me? It'll transform your mind, your no body. Doubt. No doubt, man. Plus, you always had Roy over there to, to pick you up. Roy <laughs> had a, the, the whole weight room lit. He'd turn on like a crazy song and everybody just go crazy. Yeah, we do we do some other stuff in the right locker here. room too. I mean, these are these are two of the highest level guys you can you can find. Two play hard guys. Bro. I don't know if you could put me in the same group as this guy right here. No, I mean, dude. You, you know, hey, I don't know. Hey, and play hard board is big. You know that. Yeah, it's big, but we just got done talking about um Top graded safety in the NFL. I was top graded engineer of the week last week. Just yes, so you, you were. Know. Yes, you were. <laughs> I'm just bullshitting you. That's not a real thing. <laughs> Brett, Brett, what, what hey, were you saying when I jumped in? Uh, well, well, Defo was telling us about his favorite story about you that he could tell without you getting angry. It was about some stadium stairs, and and you might have said something afterwards, and the team might have taken it, was it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you do you quite remember that, or is it kind of a uh, well? You guys figured it out eventually. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I probably tend to black out in those moments. Uh, you know, you gave a great speech. I'm, I'm great speech, man. I'm sure there was a bunch of f words dropped. I have no idea. I have all that no idea. way. All that pre workout, right? <laughs> I, I don't take pre workout. I'm not about that life. You know, right. that monster. Right. Hey, uh, it's all it's intrinsic. Out. Exactly. When you're always up, you don't need uppers. You're damn right. When you're around, when you're around guys like these two right here, there's no need for that. You won't need no pre-workout. All you got to nope. do is smack in the chest or the back. You'll be all right. <laughs> you damn know that. You about to bench. You're gonna get two slaps. You about to oh, squat. Yeah. You're gonna get hit. <laughs> yes. Get hit with the clipboard. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to be just saying this shit. We're gonna get Felino, we're gonna get Iowa over here. Felino has scarred you, Roy. Or Felino has scarred oh my you. God. No, hey, the the craziest shit was Parker showers. I was going to do like a front squat for two or something, and he 
clocked my shit, like hit me like in the face so hard that I almost like fell over and I was like delirious and I couldn't do my, my thing. And so <laughs> he gave me a Mountain Dew. He's like, here, drink this. This will this yeah. fix. <laughs> oh, man. Have you got? Have you guys asked Defo about his younger brother? No. Leo. I didn't know there was a younger stri- one. Hey, he's straight. So man. many of them. There are. There's a bunch. <laughs> But no, all legit, ball, man. Straight balling. How's he doing at Davidson? Uh, Fresh, true freshman, right? Yep. How's yep. he true doing? Freshman at uh, Davidson uh, College, man. He's doing his thing over there. Uh, he's starting to get a, a little bit more reps, man. So he's definitely going to be someone to be on the lookout for. And I got my other little brother in high school, uh, Donovan McCall. You know, hopefully he, he can get his stuff right, man, so he can be the next great thing, man. He's 6'4 already. I mean, Ooh. he has all the potential, man. So it's, it's as far as he want to go. What does he play? Uh, he, he's playing with tight end right now. Is that if what he was saying? Uh, Leo's a running back? You up. You yep. play D end. Oh. Brady in the <laughs> chat. Somebody somebody Go wonders ahead. if Defoe still works out his neck every day like you trained him. <laughs> no, so. I'm not going to lie, man. Hey, I slimmed down a little bit, dog. Hey, you know, I got I to be a little bit more agile. You know, them, them dudes out there fast. <laughs> I got, it's a little bit hey, different in the league. Got guys out there running four, four, four twos and stuff, man. I had slimmed down just a little bit. You're a four three guy. Why does it matter? Oh, not for sure. No, it's just <laughs> it's just more covering now. That's true. That's true. That's true. More covering, man. That's, that's, that's we, how you we got you we cover. got the big D lineman to uh, stop the run now. Damn right you do. Holy cow! <laughs> got some dogs out there, man. You got you got Mets's uh, Mets's sworn enemy up up front there. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> that poor guy closes his eyes he still sees him but hey it, it made him better it made uh, him no lie oh, is it no is lie. it the georgia guy is yeah. that who it is i mean Dang. no not the georgia guy the bama guy oh yeah oh Oh, I don't want. I don't want to shit on Mets, but I feel like he's had a couple of nightmare scenarios. So I, <laughs> I mean, Roar was hold on, hold on, hold on. Roar was the biggest nightmare, man. Oh, it means- he jumps off five every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's hey. true. I did get his ass good. Hey man, that was probably the best mic up, dog. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's all right. Royer's biggest nightmare. Is uh, probably Coach Fickle's son, Landon. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Or Kyle Bolden. Hey, Roy, oh, you, Roy, you get a kick out of this today. I uh, I finished my personal workout today at about eh, 1045. Joel comes down, right? Oh, my it's 1045. God. I have some meetings, some other things, you know, big things going on. I come back, it's like 145. Joel's still on the treadmill. <laughs> oh my god he is insane you know he goes in and watches film every day and like breaks down film for the team he's a nut job bro there's guys like joel then there's guys like Derek. Derek might have a little bit more uh capabilities that that leads him to not have to do some of the things joel has to do oh, <laughs> i know hey before i jump out and i just want to chime in. i mean shit man defo's on here He's, uh, I love this kid more than anybody. I love you, Royer. You know, I love you, but, Thank um, you. <laughs> you know, you, you two guys for real, but Derek, I mean, you know, my admiration for you and everything you've done for this place. I love you, dude. So proud of you. Um, I got a good question for you. And I know I saw you a couple weeks ago, but yeah. so far in the NFL, what's the, what's the most coolest stadium experience you've been in? Like coolest the best stadium experience. Um, I'm definitely going to say, 
Uh, a few places. So definitely, when we went to the Ravens for that third preseason game this year, their stadium is lit. You know, they got yep. they got like new jumbotrons everywhere, man. So that's definitely something nice. And um, I'll say Gillette Stadium. You know, Patriots, man, that thing that thing was lit. It definitely yeah. was lit, man. And it was a preseason game, dog. And they both were lit. And then um, I didn't play when we went when we went up to the Packers, man. But that stadium definitely something to experience. Uh, you know, the fan, the just the atmosphere there is lit, man. So I definitely say those are some of the best places that I've been since since I've no been doubt. Here. And man, and then, I thank you, man. I, I love you too, man. Oh, dude, I, you know, I love you more than anything, man. Then oh, I got dude. one more for you. You're you're on a team with mm-hmm. some other cats that I coached, Terry McLaurin, yep. and Curtis Samuel. Uh-huh. Do, do you do you vibe? I mean, I got and you guys are all kind of cut from the same cloth, uh-huh. especially you and Terry. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean T Mac was just like you, an absolute grinder. I mean, played special teams and then finally balled yep. out doing whatever it is. Do you chop it up with those boys a bunch? Oh, always, man. Uh, you know, Terry Terry laid back, man. So, you know, I really talk to Terry around game time, dog, you know, because I, yeah. I feel his energy, you know. I, I feed off his emotion, man. And then Curtis, you know, he laid back chill, man. You know, when team means we sit a couple seats down from each other, man, so we always chopping it up. They definitely some cool guys. And it's like you can, you can just see that they – they cut from a different cloth, man. Those guys is going to put their head down and grind, you know. Really ain't going to complain about much, man. But they, you know that they're going to work hard, you know. You're going to get your no doubt, man. So, no doubt. You, know, you, guys, right, dog. you guys got some special things brewing there, man. Oh, no, no lie. No lie. They're putting the pieces together. They are. No lie. We're getting the right one. Did you know no those lie. were Brady's guys? Did you know oh, they yeah, worked sure. with them? Okay. You know, everybody, you know, everybody from, you know, I'm, I'm from I'm from Columbus, Ohio, man. So, I already know. His it's best friend's Blake Harrison, man. Yeah, man. I already know about the old state guys, man. Always. Hey, one, one more for you. Who's got number five on the on the commanders that you can uh, kind of tell? Uh, Trust Wade. My, okay. Uh, my punter, man. That's my. That's are you work? Are you working on that right Trent. now? Are you working on it? Nah, man. You know he's been <laughs> been there so long, man. I respect him, man. That's why I never asked him. I was like, man, he got it. You you could always go back to the OG sixteen. Hey, man. I, hey, I don't know about the sixteen, dog. It, it never fit. <laughs> I got a 16 so fast. Yeah, I, I like 22. 22 looks good on you, bro. 22 does look a badass number. Sure. You know, I got a little legacy going on over here, man. You could always go to 35, too, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's up in the rafters somewhere already. <laughs> Putting on the show in the league. Shit. What fairy tells that, man? They, they don't know about the show, man. <laughs> they don't want to know. They don't want to know, man. No, <laughs> like. That one little move can get everybody turned. Like they don't even. <laughs> they can't yeah. handle it. They can't handle it. No, nah, some no, things not. are best left best left in the Make a Wish area. Nope. Of- hey, <laughs> <a lot. laughs> we can just tell people the legendary stories about it. They'll never know. Yeah. Oh man. Depot. He, he said last week his block punt was Make a Wish for special teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did say oh, that. Man. Oh man. Well, hey, I'm going to get going because it's late for me. But, hey, such a great honor seeing you, bub. I'm so proud of you. Um, you. Good to see Brent, Chad, Aaron, Royer, you sick human being. Always a pleasure. I'll be around. I'll be around. Hey, in the off season, we're gonna, we'll get this group back together and we'll really chop it up. Oh, for sure. Oh, man. You bet. You know, you gotta get, you gotta get Kobe, Mike Warren. You gotta get all the OGs. Uh, I got you. I got you. I'm gonna get all the Can't guys. Wait. Hey, you know, you know who's on the sideline last week at Temple? Who? Dino Boyd. 
Oh, okay, okay. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. Oh, wow. He looks he looks great. He just got done with uh the Canadian Football League. Okay. And uh dude, he was the man. It was so cool to see yeah. him. I mean, a guy we only had for one year, but yeah, damn, like, he was a dog. He was, yeah. he was a dog. Had, oh, I love that guy. It was just like it was just like he transferred so late, he was already senior. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was such a dog, but a lot. You know, he hey, walked we, into we, camp. He walked into camp, looked at left tackle, and went, "I live here." Uh, uh, yeah, oh, he like, called them all out. He called them all out. Tez, Coke, Maje, Kamani. He said, "What's up?" And he wasn't scared. It was, it was after badass, after it. about one series, everybody said, "Yep, okay, this guy's a guy." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, so good to see everybody. Hey, going Thank for 30, 33 straight, boys. Yes, sir. need it. Yes, got it, got it. You know, let's get it done, man. The legacy and the standard that you two have set, man. We got to get it done. So, and let's bring, hey, let's bring the shit back to the nip, and then we'll say see ya to this conference. And hey, come on, tell, hey, hey, you're speaking to the choir, baby. Good seeing everybody. See you, coach. See ya. Good luck, Defoe. Keep it going, bub. I got you, man. Thank you. Roy, you're sick in the head. I know. I got more for you. You know that. Know Off air. <laughs> All right, boys. See, coach. Uh, yeah. I, I had to get you like that. Had to. Oh, no, for sure, man. I appreciate that, man. Dang, it's been a while. <laughs> it's different. All right. Oh, man. We but, don't want to take up too much of your time. We, we can't, we're we not going to do you like we did Joel and kept you here for two hours and 40 minutes like we did Joel good, last man. week. I got, to do, <laughs> I, I got to get back to cleaning, man. Thanksgiving, you know, people coming in town, I got to make sure the house is spotless or mom, mom going to give it to me. I ain't trying to hear <laughs> Before we just give us your best Royer story and then we'll let you go. Best Royer story. Oh, my Dog. God. Oh, wait. What we, what, oh, I forgot what it was. I forgot what it was. We had like, they had like um sparkling sparkling water or something, bro. And he did uh the uh what was it? Dang, what's the wrestler's name? Stone Cold. Oh, Stone, Stone, Stone Cold. Cold Steve Austin. He did the Stone Cold Steve Austin, dog. Where were we? I don't even remember. But that was my favorite warrior story right there. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you did Stone Cold with a couple LaCroix, Royer? <laughs> I did. Hey, I did a sh- I did a shoey with Fletch last after we won the sh- the chip last year. I know that, but I don't remember that for some reason. <laughs> I don't remember. Defoe, that one. You never put your head in a fan, did you? No, 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 no. Did you ever lift anybody into the fan? Nah. <laughs> he left. He left. He was gone, man. He was off the bus. Bro, I think things. I know what you're talking about. They held you up to the and hit your head on the um the fan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. I've seen it. I've been sure seen it. Yeah. <laughs> the dumbassery travels, man. <laughs> oh, man. Stories, dog. <laughs> that's, well, we, that's, we, that's, we, man. You can't get it back. I we know, greatly man. appreciate you chopping it up, man. This has oh, been no awesome. Problem. All right, y'all. Look, we had to get you before you became too big. Like, you, Oh, no. Before I'll, I'll always come back, man. I know I know where I started at, man. I never All right. Hey, you're the best, brother. I miss you. Good luck, man. Right, I love man. seeing what you're doing. Thanks, I appreciate you guys having me back, man. It feels good chopping it up with you guys again, man. Yeah. Always, brother. You know we miss having you around. Man, all right, y'all. Tell Pops I said what's up. I got you. All right. Thanks, Steve. There you go. See you, man. That's the number one safety in the NFL. On our show. On our, our show. Well, and I, I want to bring up what, what Neil said in the chat during all of the chaos that was happening. 
number one safety, number one corner, number one tight end, number one center in the league. Not not that kind, like not not we got a cut, like we got four of the best players at their position, like in the league are Bearcats. It's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I'm still waiting until we we get to the level that they they say we don't belong. I, what what happened to that? No, I love the, it. These dudes, these dudes, they play in the American. They don't play nobody, and then they go in the league. And guess what? They play everybody, and the cream rises to the top real fast. Second year in the league. Second year in the league. He wasn't a, a first round pick. He wasn't a, a can't miss guy. He's right. just a guy that that works his ass off. Got an opportunity. And now, guess what? You do what he's doing, they can't take him off the field. He's there for good in Washington now. I mean, I would have called that like I Yep. The moment the moment you knew whoever took a chance on him, you give him a year, maybe two. I thought two would even be longer. I thought he was gonna grab that shit right away. And he basically has though. I knew it. He's just that's the he's that that's the type of man he is. You know, the cool thing thing for me grown ass man. Grown ass man. Coolest thing for me <clears throat> is that we saw Sauce with it earlier in the year when when he kind of took the social media camera and he was the one talking and, and saying, you know, you guys are doubting us, you know, this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden, you know, look at how the Jets are doing. They did the same with Defoe after this past week. And I think he did it even two weeks ago too. And it's just like, you know, that's got to be that, that kind of culture that was instilled in Cincinnati first where people doubt him. You know, they're, they're, you're always doubting him chip on their shoulder and all of a sudden they're blowing up and uh showing that hey this is real talent that's coming out of the queen city so it's, it's i'm awesome. stressed i'm stressed <laughs> what the that? hell are we gonna do next week <laughs> i don't know but uh, if, if we really if he's really gonna line up all those dudes on a podcast for oh us, man <laughs> i'm not even in like i'm here to hit play and out that's why i jokingly took us out like that did not – you, Defoe, and Brady. Brady was being the host, asking questions. Y'all did not need us. Like, you didn't need a damn thing from us. It's special, man. It just shows how special that this program is, all the things that it's done. Brady's foaming at the mouth to get back on the pod, I can tell. <laughs> he's, he's like, I need the offseason, baby. But no. But no I, I was, he I, he I answered awesome. right away. I was like, Defoe's on. You want to jump in? Yes. I'm like that's I was like Aaron, send him the send him the invite, and he was in within you know two minutes. He was probably in bed, like right. ready to go to sleep, and got that text and was like, "Gotta go downstairs, honey. It's important." <laughs> Yelling as he's on his way down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. So cool. No, it was awesome. So so cool. Yeah, I honestly, I just threw it out there this morning. I was like, "Hey, bro, like." Everybody wants to hear from you. Like your name is blowing up. You want to come on tonight? Chop it up with me and me and Royer and the boys. And he hit me back. He was like, "Hey man, it, like he apologized. He's like, sorry it took me so long. I was getting treatment. I was like, no shit, you're in the NFL. Like yeah, you're in treatment. <laughs> you don't owe me shit, <laughs> right? Like I was expecting you to big time, like not big time, but just be like, sorry, like look, you know, black going on. Got to get ready, but, but Defo, that's Defo, like." You ask him to help you out, he, he's always gonna to jump at the opportunity to do it. And uh that was that was really, really cool. Yeah, yep. So happy for him, man. So happy to see good things happen to good people like that. Amen. Like 
He deserves it. Yeah, you can sense he he loves talking about Cincinnati too. Yeah, you know, like it, he was he was excited to chop it up about the NFL for a little bit, but the second we started bringing up like past Bearcat stories, he was just like, you could tell the excitement level amped up. Luke, Paul, do you know what Luke would do to me if I asked him to be on a podcast in the middle of the season? You're would, not you're not Pat McAfee. He would tie me in a pretzel. Do you want me to ask him? <laughs> no. no. He comes on in the offseason. That's perfectly fine. Especially because today today is Tuesday. And tomorrow yeah, is Wednesday. Yeah. Chad, yeah. were you at were you at practice today for Tuesday? No, and uh it's gonna be actually, let me see here. Oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I'm so excited right now. Florida Golf gonna... Coast is beating the shit out of NKU. Oh. So I only have to do a one-hour radio show tomorrow instead of a three-hour radio show. <laughs> because if Northern won, they play tomorrow night. If they lost, they play tomorrow at 1 o'clock. I was supposed to do 12 to 3 on radio, so I only have to do 12 to 1. So I will be at practice tomorrow, and then I'm going to have to listen to Gillum again. Yep. You can't That's be here nice. on Wednesday. You're not allowed to be here on Wednesday. <laughs> But yeah, I will be at practice tomorrow. You, you know, it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny you brought up NKU because we we do have to slowly transition this combo into basketball, even though it's been a lot of fun up to now. Um, yeah, I don't think we have much left on Temple. Yeah, good riddance. We do need to do a. Uh, we do time, need to do a timestamp. I don't even know where the Defoe interview started, but we'll just call that all football. Yeah, that was all football, and and you get the timestamp after Defoe, which brought in the crowd. So, uh, Quick Paper Supply, your locally and family-owned restaurant supply company. For all your non-food products, Quick Paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly, low-minimum next-day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom-printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick at 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. There you go. Special thanks, as always, to our good friends at Quick Paper Supply. And that's those things take a little like those take a little while to recover from because you get like your adrenaline gets going because it's good. And people right. are laughing and you're having you're chopping it up and telling stories and and all of a sudden Brady shows up and it even goes up another level. <laughs> this pot, this, aren't you glad you did this this year earlier? I'm so glad, man. I love this. I, I look forward to it every Monday. And now it's even better because we've just been like hitting you with. Yeah. You guys, are, you guys are treating me right, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. With yeah. Royer and friends, <laughs> you know, you can book, you can get these guys on too. Okay, I'll start thinking of something. You know, Perry Young would be great on here. Man. Perry would be awesome. I love Perry. And he would, yeah. you'd have to kick him off because he wouldn't shut his oh, damn mouth. He would right. stay the whole time. <laughs> and, and we would go longer than we went with Joel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Perry's, Perry's amazing. I love Perry. Dude, and, I was, what's, he, what's he up to now? He just finished his season with Calgary Stampede. Okay, he, he was, so he did finish good through the CFL season? Uh, no, they picked him up after a guy. So they cut him and picked him up halfway through the year. 
because a guy got hurt. They had him on practice squad. He got a couple gotcha. reps on special teams, finished up the year at practice squad. But he thinks it's a good situation for him. He's liking it. Good. So They're I uh, more than welcome. I'd yeah, love that Perry. That'd be good. I'll, I'll let him know. I was uh, rewatching the the highlights of that the shower bowl against Miami at, at Paul Brown just to see that that Defoe interception. And Perry absolutely lit someone up in that game, and it just reminded me of how much of a headhunter he was. Yeah, uh, he was from the linebacker dog. spot. Yeah, he was. He absolutely was. But uh, yep, rolling into uh, college basketball, it's crazy to think, and it, it, we're still two hours away, potentially longer, to the the tip of the Bearcat game tonight. And you know, Chad, I thought I was going to have great stamina throughout this entire pod, but it's kind of funny. I'm getting a little, little weird, a little tired, but I'm going to get excited once Bearcat basketball rolls around. Arizona is on tap, guys. One of the best offenses in the country slowly. What's that? What's that? What's that? Timeout. I've got to call it timeout. The Lane Kiffin stuff when we were – we So, um, I, I guess Kiffin – the guy's a, a media member – uh, is it is it him or was it a fake account? I well, I don't know. Kiffin just it said was, good sources, old, John. Yeah, it was it was from an Ole Miss reporter. Yeah. So Lane just tweeted out this. This just in breaking news: John Sakola off of WCBI News in Starkville, Mississippi, plans to step down as the lead anchor and head to WLOX to become their new lead anchor. Sources say WLOX hasn't offered the job to anyone yet. So John to WLX is happening. Story soon. <laughs> he just trolled the shit. I love Lane Kiffin. Well, well, and Lane's tweet right before that was like Daniel Tosh was like, "This is this is brand new news to me." <laughs> yeah, good, great sources, John, and like did a bunch of emojis. So yeah, I, Lane's good on that uh, that old Twitter sphere. He but, also had like a book open studying the Egg Bowl earlier <laughs> tonight. I mean, he just he knows how to cater to the audience these days. Uh, but tonight, Arizona, uh, it'll probably be tip off if not at around eleven thirty. There's still seven midnight. minutes left in the first half of the Ohio State San Diego State. All right, probably close to twelve thirty. Uh, but uh, anyway, this this Arizona team, man, they have played three pretty you know piss poor teams: Nickel State, Southern, and Utah Tech. But in those games, sometimes you gotta you gotta still look at Chad. Would you agree with this? No matter what the competition level is. For the most part, you've got to look at shooting percentages as kind of real stats. Eh, I mean, do you look at the Chaminade percentages as real stats, or do you look at the three games against better competition right. as real stats? So right. I no, don't know. No, I agree with that. But like a three-game sample size is enough to at least draw some sort of thoughts on it. I, I would, I would need, I would have preferred at least one solid mid-major in right. there. Right. Like the, the, the one of the teams hasn't won at all. The other one won one is won one game. Like yep. I, but they're they're they should be very good. I talked to uh, Kevin Sweeney today, who is uh, at CBB Central underscore Central mm -hmm. on Twitter, um, and he's he's one of the better young media minds right. in the college basketball landscape. And he didn't think it was crazy that that the the, the spread was what it was. Mm -hmm. And said, you know, Arizona's a problem, but one, they're they're really not looking to play any defense, right? So you know, you can hang with them if you're making shots. Okay. Yeah, teams Arizona have played are combined three and nine. 
Right. Um, thank you, fake John Goble. Well, what are the teams we've played? They're they're probably just as bad. Uh, Northern's two and two. Eastern's won a couple games. Um, right. and I don't know what um. Uh, Shamanah's probably over. Sh- no, not Cleveland. I'm, I'm looking it up. Is, yeah, Cleveland State's is decent. So, but yeah, um, it, it's there. Either way you slice it, Brent, the competition Cincinnati's played. Yeah, is quite a bit better than what we've seen Arizona play. So we just don't know. I know that they're good. He said the one thing you can hope for is that Kerr Carissa uh, shoots them out of the game because he can be a little bit of a, a wild card. I think that would be a good matchup for for both Micah and Rob Finnessy. If you can frustrate him a little bit, you can get mm-hmm. them kind of off kilter. Now their two big kids are really good. The two six eleven kids. Um, one of them's more of a bruiser. The other one's more of a Euro skilled stretch yeah. four type. Tabellas, um, th- yeah, yeah. They're both going to be a problem, but I don't know. We'll see. Like, I do. I think would I if I had to put money on it? Would I put money on Arizona? Yeah, probably. But um, I don't you think taking the spread. I would be tempted there. I would be tempted to take Cincinnati in the points. What did you see the spread at, Chad? I started at eight and a half. I saw it go up to ten and a half, and then it's kind of settled at nine and a half, hasn't it? Yeah, I saw it at nine yeah. and a half. Yeah, I like the Bearcats keeping it close. That's what I like. Yeah, I think the Shawnee not did beat Louisville, Brent. That did happen. I saw <laughs> it. Cleveland State's two and three. Eastern Kentucky's they didn't three beat and three. Them, but they were close. Northern Kentucky is uh, two and two. So. Three, four, five, six, seven. That's seven wins against Cincinnati for Cincinnati opponents, and only three for Arizona. Right. Well, what if more importantly, yes. more importantly, Northern Kentucky lost today. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So, so the thing that I kind of am, am seeing with Arizona is they also get Courtney Ramey back first game, first game tonight. Yeah. Which, which is you know implementing a, a player who's supposed to be thrown into the starting lineup right away. The first game against an opposing team, kind of getting him, in, you know, integrated into the rotation and the flow of things. We'll see how that works. Because last year, I don't want to draw too many comparisons, but the game against Illinois, it was Kofi Coburn's first game back in Kansas City when they played Cincinnati that season. And I'm not going to. Yeah. I still say that's not how you pronounce his name. Well, you want to say it? It looks like Cockburn. Okay. Oh, this, is, this is gonna. I think this is gonna ruin Aaron's night. Uh oh. Per multiple sources familiar with the situation, EA is expected to announce tomorrow morning at ten that college football will be delayed until twenty twenty four. Wow. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Wait. wait he might leave that, the podcast. Is that real? Yeah. What so happened? we were all excited. I don't know. I mean. Huh. I don't know. I think they were having trouble with figuring out my rating. Yeah, so they were. They were having trouble meeting your 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 demands on compensation. <laughs> I was excited yeah. to do the my player with Ryan Royer. EA is gonna EA is what it comes it down to. Yeah. God damn. They're like we we had to actually make a game. We couldn't just copy and paste last year's game. This is this is out of our wheelhouse. <laughs> Number thirty five. His celebration is this linebacker. Yeah, they couldn't get the code down. It was like my arms were getting like lagged yeah. out or something. It's like, guys, 35 does not gritty. He raises the roof. 
He pumps it up. Come on. They couldn't yeah. come up with the right music for the training in the off season. That was the problem. <laughs> They're still trying to buy uh, Giuseppe's gritty from him for Josh <laughs> Wiley. Oh my that God. wasn't the gritty. That's called something else. I don't know what that was called. No, it's, yeah. there's actually it is called a, something else. It's, yeah, it's called something else. I forget what but, the name is though. Yeah. So and so Courtney Ramey integrated. This is the into lineup. version of the uh, Maui preview. Yeah, and then, and then of course they they haven't been you know hitting the mouth, and then the question becomes: Is Cincinnati going to be a team that will hit them in the mouth? You know, we we didn't really see that against NKU, uh, and there's been you know five days removed since then. So who knows? Maybe maybe they are going to show up with a little bit more fight, a little bit more grit in them. Uh, then on top of that, as well is is the fact that Arizona hasn't faced any adversity yet. They've blown teams out. They lost three NBA players. You know, it's a it it's a chance if Cincinnati hops out quick and, and kind of maybe builds a lead or at least hangs tough throughout the first half, that, that things could happen. So I'm I'm with you guys taking Cincinnati the points because I think that just the squad together is probably really pissed off about what happened last Wednesday. And this is the first chance they get on a neutral court in front of Probably, you know, just just kind of as a team to go out and, and prove to everyone that, hey, that that wasn't us against NKU. I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I well, know. I mean, it's 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 the it's the ebb and flow of early season college basketball. Yeah. You know, you, you think your shit don't stink and then you get smacked and then you find out whether you can dig down. Now, they might dig down and it's still not enough against a top 15 team in the country that's got a bunch of, you know, higher-end talent. Um, That'd be enough to hang your hat on, though, going forward for sure. Like, I mean, especially bouncing back in a game from a game like Northern Kentucky. I mean. Yeah. Um, Chad and Aaron and and Ryan. Uh, Chad, this is kind of directed more towards you because this is the first team that Cincinnati has faced this, this year that has size, true size. Yeah. Do you think that there will be any situations where it's possibly like a Vic and a Kalu on the court at the same time? Or maybe. I mean, I, I think that's probably gonna depend on like are they getting worked? <laughs> right. Are they are they able to hold their own with what they want to normally do? Mm-hmm. And if not, then you gotta make some adjustments and kind of figure out how you're gonna, you know. I'm sure they've had they've had since Wednesday. Um, to really sit down and start dissecting uh, what Arizona does and what gives them problems. So I'm sure they've got, you know, contingency plans if they're normal. But I mean, like if you play, like if you play a Vic at the five and like a Hensley at the four. Right. Hensley's big enough to deal with, you know, a six, seven or a six, 11 more perimeter based guy. So uh, it'll be interesting. I, I'm sure they they've thought of all the other options. Uh, kind of, except for we aren't really, really. You know, I, we don't have Kenyon Martin, and <laughs> if you're going to acknowledge it, Brent, you have to at least read it for people on the podcast. Uh, somebody in the in the comments <laughs> said, uh, "1998, great Alaska shootout vibes." Just that it's the game's going to be going at one forty. Late, okay. Well, it's also okay. against a ranked team. But yeah, that's about the only things. That All right, I'm here for it, Jason. I can get behind that. 
We won that 1998 great Alaskan shootout, so why not? Outside of the contiguous 48. So so who would it be? Would it be JD passing it into Landers Nolly? No, for the no, no. Jarrett Hensley. For for the Jarrett Hensley dunk? Would that be kind of well no, it would be it would be JD passes it into Kalu or I don't know. Fletch Pass- to Passes it to Hensley to Skillings for for a dunk. Ooh, I that'd be nice to see a Skillings slam like that. Oh man, I'm I'm all about it. <laughs> Just lost your breath. He's got to change. Got to go change. <laughs> Just shit himself. What happened to me? He blacked COVID out again. Shits. Am I he still out trip? again? I still Is sick? this real life? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I mean, this is this is also a game as well, Chad and, and Aaron and, and Ryan. I, let's go with let's go with Ryan on this. So three games in three days, and three opportunities to win to to get quality wins. Well, unless you play Louisville, on day right? Three. Which which unless you lose the first two games, then that last game is going to be crap against Louisville. But <laughs> at, at at a certain point. And I'm not throwing in the towel at all, but at a certain point, when does that start to click in your mind where it is three games in three days? And and maybe we don't go balls to the wall if we're down, you know, double digits with seven minutes left or something like that. I I, I mean, yeah. It. Yeah. I don't think I remember like in high school when we play, we do back to backs. It's like you don't really feel it that much. Maybe, maybe towards the fourth quarter, the well, they do in high school is four quarters, but right. towards the end of that second half, like of the second game in a row, you kind of feel it. But I, I feel like at this rate, you're going to be playing Arizona. You're, you're going. And if you get the, if you get the win there, I think you're going to be rolling right into the next game too. But I mean, these guys, they're, they're great athletes. And I think they, they got a good rotation. They got guys who, who they can, you know, get in and get breaks for like Nolly and DDJ and stuff. So I, I don't I don't think it's going to be a problem for them. I don't think that's going to limit them in any way. I think they're going to be able to go balls to the wall uh, full full 40 minutes for all three games. I think that's one of the things that they pride themselves on, too, is the fact that they well stay ready and, and mm-hmm. absolutely well-conditioned. So. And they should have the depth yeah. to where you're not relying – on you know seven guys six, six seven guys to get you through three games in three days right yeah and and arizona at one point only kind of like an eight-man rotation but with the the addition of ramey it, it kind of adds to their death as well but their death is young man and yeah. and then a transfer from campbell then it'll be a you know two two true freshmen uh and then adama ball who chad were the, was cincinnati ever close on on ball or was it no Kind of once really. what Arizona came calling and things yeah. like that, yeah, because that was the the previous regime. I putting him next to the uh, the wizard Bryce Spell would have been interesting, but anyway. So um, we we look into what is going to happen. Motherfucker said the wizard. Warriors <laughs> <laughs> like what is happening? Uh, I don't know this one. <laughs> there was, in, there was, in, in the days before John Brandon was fired, he got a commitment from a, a, a young man who, nothing against him, I'm sure he's a fine young man. His name was Bryson Spell. Uh-huh. And Brent out of nowhere has just nicknamed him the wizard. <laughs> Three, two, and half, two and a half years after the fact. 
<laughs> we're finding out that, that Brent had a plan for when he was at UC to call him the wizard. Putting putting spells on people. That's um, just Brent, man. He's just savvy. I, I, he's some, <laughs> he saved that, Ryan, for two and a half years. He's still co- he's still committed on 247, by the way. We have ourselves a special talent here, guys. We're in the presence of greatness. <laughs> no, we had Defo. That was the greatness. And yeah, Brady and Ryan. Wow. That was <laughs> um I love how Brady had to kept saying, like, and you too, Royer. It's like, you don't have to mention me. We're talking to Derek. <laughs> it's like, I don't feel bad here. He's doing he's doing a little bit cooler and better things than I am. <laughs> no. Winning G- GE Engineer of the Week is mine. That's made up. I told you that was oh. made up. <laughs> oh, that's I really told you I made that you. shit up. <laughs> Brent's picturing you pulling into your parking spot. Like. I have like a little like little trophy. Put it yeah, like, I was, was going to say, hey, that's, that's big you need to get something. You need to make something up and frame it and put it on the back wall. GE <laughs> like, Engineer right of the there. Week. Yeah, like right yeah. there. There it is. <laughs> Assistant to the regional. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's but I'm gonna start guys. giving my. That's how I'm gonna decorate the walls. I'm gonna start giving myself BCJ Employee of the Week and Employee of the Month awards, <laughs> and just hanging them behind me. <laughs> Ten times in a row, <laughs> BCJ Employee of the Month, Chad <laughs> Brendel. <laughs> All right. Hell well, yes. Let's get some. Uh, I guess probably not score predictions because by the time everyone listens to this, they'll be like, damn, they were way off. But kind of just uh, a quick key from, from every one of you guys. Something that you want to see tonight that maybe we didn't see on, on Wednesday. I'll start with you, Ryan, and we'll go all the way around the circle, Aaron, and then Chad. I just want to see consistency. I want to have them, I want them to have the game under 10 with under 10 minutes to go with a shot. Because they're just playing, they're they're rebounding well. They're playing great defense and they're hitting shots. I want to see Nolly step up big in the clutch. You know when they're when they need a basket when they're down seven, step up, make a three, get that game to four with like five minutes left. That's what I want to see from them. I want to see them within reach with the, with a chance at the game. I think they're good enough. I think they have the guys. They have the guys on offense. I think they have guys who can guard these guys well and play with high energy. And I think they I think they got a sour taste in their mouth after that NKU game. So I'm expecting them to cover. I'm expecting them to have that game within reach come five minutes left in the second half. Okay. I'm going to contact my bookie. Thank you, <laughs> Mr. Ryan. Aaron? Take You're in Indiana. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you messing with a bookie for? <laughs> it, it, it feels I don't know. dirtier when you're meeting somebody in a back alley to give them cash. I've I've had the same bookie since like high school, so <laughs> it's it's like a relationship at this point. A lot of like, I hate you, bro, and like, <laughs> thanks, boss. So, give me your money, bitch. <laughs> Send it you to the that. Thanks, boss. Brent, that's that's not the only reason you go in the back alleys with cash, though, right? Oh my gosh! All right, Aaron, go ahead. <laughs> um, I want to see better shot selection, and I want to see the offense actually like run plays, like whatever they were doing last against NKU with the ISO ball and just hurried shot selection seemed just to get them out of sync. And I, I want to see, I mean, kind of piggybacking off of Ryan with the with the consistency thing, but I just want to see offense clicking consistently as opposed to the iso ball, as opposed to just getting beat with traps and what have you. 
this is that, that okay so fake john goble this is great so when we if i put royer up in this screen in the top right we can have taylor make him an edit for next week and put his award right there in the graphic bug and that way he'll have his uh award for ge engineer of the week uh right there next to his uh picture the whole time and we can put danko on the top left it's not how this works yeah we we only get one Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Aaron, I agree with you. I do. Chad? We, you need to see at least two out of the three main offensive options play well between DeJulius, Nolly, and Davenport. Right. Two of those three guys are where they need to be playing well. I, I don't know how you define that specifically, but like being efficient and being up in that 17 to 20 point range, because you're going to have to score to beat Arizona. You're, you're not, yeah. I don't, I don't think you're going to hold Arizona to 56 points. Right. Chad, so, all three of them in the teams. Does that spell it? I mean, gun? I'm down for that, but I, I'm trying to be reasonable here, Royer. I'm just asking for two. I could see all three of them. I could see like a, a good thirteen to seventeen from all from those three. Yeah, I could see that. I, I mean, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I mean, that's um, what happened against Illinois. Is is they were hitting shots and and multiple people did get in the scoring book like that. But yeah, what do you think, Royer? We get you a for uh, get you a what? Get you a like a, a graphic up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you. That's hilarious. <laughs> and that yeah. way you got it. It looks like it's hanging on your wall. Oh, I forgot to mention. I was like in the cafe for um getting like lunch at GE, and like it was my first recognition from the podcast. So, yeah. So we, we got some fans of GE tuning in. So Did he would definitely. What'd you say? Did he pump it up? <laughs> he liked it. He said we were doing good. He loved listening. Um, but I'm sh- I'm sure he's probably going to listen to this one. So he's going to be a big fan of the, the <laughs> a little shout, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hear you guys all on offense and consistency and whatnot, and I agree with all that. But I'm just going to add on. I want to see some grit. I want to see some toughness. Wes always mentions, you know, the throwback Bearcats always, you know played with that toughness, played with, you know, rebounding and defense. And, and yeah, you're not going to completely deny Arizona. It, it's not going to happen. But let's let's not get out-rebounded. Let's – or or not get, get, get out-rebounded by a bunch. I, I want to see guys just going at it, you know, just, just fighting nonstop every play. Because up to this point, yes, it's been trash teams. But through three games, Arizona's got a 48 – rebound differential 48 rebounds is is what they're up against these guys it, it, and they've got a 611 guy and two seven footers and the two seven footers they go after it the the freshman seven footer off the bench he dunks everything in sight he just tries to play long athletic and and uses his his body and and then of course umar balo or however you say his name the starting center he transferred from gonzaga he will play with his body he throws himself around he's highly physical so just return that physicality because I think that's something we've, we've kind of yet to see, you know, I, be, be the, be the aggressors, not the ones that are kind of absorbing it. You know, I, 
I think that guy on on NKU is a brilliant rebounder, but six, allowing him to pull down sixteen rebounds is just that's that's insane. That that should not be anything that that happens to a Cincinnati team. Uh, so I don't know. I I, I want to see the toughness fight till the end, kind of along the lines of what you guys are saying. Because uh, I think Arizona's beatable. I really do. But if you let them get in the flow and you let them be the aggressor, they're going to make eight passes in one possession and then drill a three in your face. Then they're going to go down on defense, grab a, grab a missed shot, throw it up and get a land and, and get five points in, in 37 seconds. So I don't know. It's a, it's a game that can go either way, but Cincinnati's got to be the aggressor. They've got to find points. And by gosh, you cannot score 11 points in a half again. Did, did any of you guys look that up? Is that a is is that a record? I I was going back, and I I think I got all the way back to like 2016, and I think the lowest was like a, a 14 point half. Um, most recently, the lowest before that was uh, the uh, actually the the last game before COVID at at home versus uh, Temple Senior Night when you had uh, the tip in for the win. They scored. I think 19 or 17 points in that uh, in that first half. So I don't know. Some fights. The, the some record grit. will always be the stall ball game against Kentucky, where I think they scored four points and a half. What what was that? Uh, the 80s. Okay. Like Sheesh. Kentucky had like Sam Bowie, and like Kentucky was loaded. So Cincinnati, there was no shot clock. They just ran four corners and tried to win the game like 12 to 11. Correct. 1982 <laughs> versus Kentucky. That's an awesome way to play. What was what was the final best chance to win? It was uh, Kentucky won, I think, by like six. I don't remember the. uh, I would have left that one. (laughs) But but uh, Chad, what was what was it like at NKU? Because that was when I was starting to feel a little sick. But it was twenty four to eleven, so they scored eleven points in the whole game. Shoot! (laughs) Thank you, thank John. Melvin Turpin and Sam Bowie for Kentucky. Oh man, Mr. Bowie! But uh, no. that was when I was starting to feel a little under the weather. So obviously didn't get to watch the first, what, 13, 14 minutes of the game. Dan and Dan and uh, Dan and Terry sounded like they were, you know, no one got to watch the first submarine. I did. Yeah. Nope. I saw it. <laughs> it Brian kind of felt says, like a uh, twilight zone. Situation. Cincinnati led nine, six at the half. Wow. And then Kentucky outscored them 20 to two in the second half. <sighs> Or seventeen to two, whatever the math says on that. Eight, 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 eight yeah. Eight, eighteen, eight, eight, yeah. Eight, eighteen eight. to two, yeah. Yeah, two points and a half. That's crazy. All right. Um, anything so else? So that'll guys? never be topped, Brent. That'll Thank never. Thank God. Be well, don't say never, but let's hope not. You better find a way to score three and a half. <laughs> That's what I was saying all day on Wednesday night. <laughs> all but, right, uh, let's timestamp it. Timestamp yep. it. Big game, eleven thirty. Probably looking a little later. Is that did that game get a get a giddy up to it at all? We're at halftime, so I mean, I guess there's a chance it ends by eleven ish, and then thirty minutes between games. I'm guessing we're looking at like eleven forty would be my uh, kind of best case scenario right now. Yeah. Oh, and it's an eleven point lead, so might not. Yeah, San Diego State, as I as I figured, was uh, 
handling Ohio State pretty well so far. Mr. But that is the quick paper supply timestamp, your locally and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Go uh, to-go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to-go bags, can liners, napkins. They've been open since 2009 and are one of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. We need we need to like need to get an order of like uh like BCJ cups or something you that keep we can saying this. pass out. <laughs> I'm trying to hint at Nick to like you know, hit me up and let's let's get make something happen. Hint, hint. Nick. Yeah. Nick. Uh, Sage. Everybody <laughs> keeps asking about Sage. I the plan has been to redshirt him. If not, we'll see if that changes. Um, but you don't play him against Arizona and not have a plan to have him be part of your rotation going forward, right? Like that's not fair to the kid. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna use you for uh you know six minutes tonight against Arizona, but we don't have a plan the rest of the year, and you're gonna yeah. burn your red shirt because they have <laughs> a couple tall guys on their roster. That's not very smart. No, that would not be well. They did allow him to to can to be a, a competitor in the hula contest yesterday. Or the I mean, uh did he did he win the how how would he not win the hula contest? Well, like not the hula hoop, but like a hula dancing. Yeah, how would he not yeah. win that? We know. He didn't win. How does he not win? He's from Hawaii. I know. It, it was probably rigged. <laughs> not hula hoop. No shit. You didn't say hula hoop. I don't know. <laughs> you said hula. I under I know what the hula dance is. <laughs> yeah, he's just like context clues abundant. Chad, you're an idiot. It, it's not the hula hoop. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some, some people might be listening. They're like, oh, the hula hoop. Mailbag. <laughs> All right. Take down the banner here. Okay. So starting off in the football portion of the mailbag, as we do every week. Um. Who is harder to calm down when they get worked up? Chad's new baby or the game day threat? I don't I I am unaware of a new baby. <laughs> Aaron is it has meant a new for baby. Aaron? Aaron has a new baby. Well, and I mean it says my name on the post as well. So I don't yeah. know where the Chad is Aaron. Aaron <laughs> is Chad. Oh my gosh. Um, your baby. If I have a new baby, Kelly's gonna be pissed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got a, got a lot of ex, you know a lot of explaining. Lucy, you got some explaining to do. Um, was last You're Saturday? Not answer, Aaron. I mean, game day thread or 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 Brennix, Who's I, I avoid the down. game day thread like the plague. Thank you, fake John Goble. That's what I was hinting at. Uh, was last Saturday's Temple Tilt the most poorly attended Bearcats football game in the last 10 years? It felt like there was less than 1,500 in the link, and I'm struggling to think of a UC game that had less people attend it. Well, there was the COVID games, but those might have had more, more people than I couldn't believe link. that. Like, that's insane. The tens of people that were there really enjoyed that showing by the Bearcats. Dude, I watched the highlights, and it's just like 
Oh my god, it is so, it, that's got to be so weird for the players, man. Like one of those where it's like, all right, we're up. Let's just get the f out of here. Like, well, and then they had problems with the plane. Like after that bullshit game, it was yeah. like the plane wouldn't take off. Of course, it's one of those. Yeah, especially yeah. after one of those games. Well, now you just can't leave. <laughs> it's it's not even like it was a collegiate stadium to begin with. Which playing in an NFL stadium, I feel like, is a little weird in and of itself. Yeah, I hated it. I hate playing at USF. I hated playing at Temple. It just mm-hmm. sucks. Imagine being Defoe when you walked in to play the Eagles, and that place was full, and you're like. <laughs> Whoa. This is normal. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't uh, know they let here. <laughs> which fan base to you is more in fantasy land? Kentucky, Michigan State, or Central Florida University? In Michigan terms of what? State, just the fan base being lunatics. Oh. Delusional. Michigan State. Because, like, you've been... Like Michigan and Ohio State have been your daddies for a long time, and then Penn State entered. Ooh, like you're the fourth know, best team in your in your division. Michigan they had State a, they had a good little run, a little bit. Yeah, they had a good little run under under D'Antonio. But Ryan, they gave their dollars. Say again. You broke they up. just gave their coach ninety million dollars. <laughs> the transfer. This portal. is what they got. <laughs> This is what transfer they got. portal university, man. Let Good me tell you, if they, yeah, like if they would have got Luke Fickle, that's someone you pay ninety million for. I don't know about Mel Tucky though. I'd have to uh, say UCF because whenever you put like national championships in like lit up letters on your stadium, <laughs> but the fan base didn't like, do that. The university did. Yeah, but it was stoked by the insane fan fan base. Sure, I guess. <laughs> Like, that is crazy. I, they got to come back around at some point and be like, all right, we might have overstepped ourselves a little bit here. I, they did they when they realized that Gus Malzahn uh, is their coach now. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't it hasn't been it hasn't been good for them. But they've got a lazy river. They do have a lazy river. Where? <laughs> I, like in their like by like by their football dorms, they have like a lazy river for the through the campus. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see That's it. That's cool. Uh, can you tell us your thoughts on Winton Woods? No, <laughs> I, I I would be done with them. Demarco Baker, the best to ever come out of there. Shout out Bake, love you, brother. I I would say I would be done with them. I I would just write it off. I, I don't think you're gonna win there. I don't think you're going to get the type of kids that you want here by recruiting there. Um, I know they won't because that's, it's how this works. You have to continue to, to do the job as it is required. Me personally, I would, uh, I would no longer recruit Winton Woods. What do you think's going on there? I think they got somebody that's close to somebody at another school that they would rather their kids go there than here. And recruiting's already frustrating enough, you know. It's yeah, you got to deal with all the the extra bullshit that goes with it. Eh, I I would be done. I mean, this was a, this was a special circuit this this year, so it makes. But sense. they've always got dude, right? They've always got you know high a level couple, guys. Yeah. You're gonna right. always have to deal with that. All right. 
what the hell are the Cats going to do on fourth down on the one-yard line? I say take the three early in the game and only go for the touchdown if it's late in the game, and we need a touchdown to win. I hope they've been trying the Wildcat with either Josh Wiley or Cam Jones. LOL. No, I'm really serious. <laughs> um, I would like to see a little Ryan Montgomery Wildcat, maybe. Mm, like how we used to do with Mike Warren? Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to and that. Um, I, so much of it is uh, situational. Like, did you just drive straight down the field, like pushing their defense around, and now you're at the one-yard line? Um and you feel like you know you've you've you're kind of bullying them, um, or did you get a turnover on the ten or on the seven, and you've gained six yards in three plays, um, and then you take the field goal? Like I, but Luke Fickle from the one yard fourth down and, and goal on the one yard line, he's going. Yep, I say you do the same exact thing you did against Temple, but tell Corey to stay on the ground and follow Josh. Yeah. You know, I, but I'm going to take this this second. I'm not saying kick a field goal. But I'm going to take the second to give a hat tip to, to Ryan Coe, man. Imagine 18 of 20 since the Arkansas game. Imagine what this like this season would be if we if there was an incompetent kick. 41 of 41, I think, at extra points too. So he, yeah, and he's what I think he's made his last nine, and oh, he's just he's become automatic. He hasn't had one. He hasn't missed a field goal since he tried to drive one into the wind at, at SMU, SMU. Yeah. into you know into that you know thirty mile an hour sustained wind. Right. So he's been he's been outstanding. Yeah. All right. Had such a mace. Which of the following has been the biggest adjustment the offensive line has had to make? Gerhardt replacing know. Renfro at center. Current guys being mismatched for coming system slash philosophy schematic example the bunch formation on goal line resulting in a crowded box for something else I'm not smart enough to consider part two to this which of these if any would you consider correctable between the last game and the bowl game uh, I I will I'll let Royer answer here because <laughs> I I'll, I'll I'll go to something Dave said yesterday on the brunch uh, I am five eight. And growing up, I was 108 pounds soaking wet. And I have I, I could not tell you the intricacies of offensive line play. I think I, Renfro really hurt the cohesiveness, the plan, and the overall skill of the O-line. Um, I think mismatching guys is not going to help, I think, it's like what I alluded to earlier with like trying to do a two quarterback system. I think you got to find your best five and stick with them no matter if things aren't working or not. Um, I don't think it's Cummings' philosophy. He's a good coach and you, you know, we have a scheme on offense. I don't think he's going in there and trying to reinvent the wheel or anything. It's like, it's just, I, I think it's mostly the first one. All yeah. right. Cody uh, Cummings had the number one running back, number one rusher in the country last year. Like yeah, the, the guy knows how to coach a run game. And you know what he so. probably had at that point was like five years of cohesion amongst his offensive line. Yeah. And guys he recruited and right. put in place. Um but, uh, here's what I'll say that gives me um gives me a lot of hope in that area going forward. And and I think Royer would agree with me here. The one guy that he kind of handpicked out of that bunch is Joe Huber, and he's been, by the numbers, they're, they're consistently their best offensive lineman at right tackle. Mm -hmm. 
He fa- he knows his type. He found it in Joe. Just got to find it in the rest of the guys. Is Renfro yeah. able to come back? Um, I don't think so. They might be able to force it towards the end of the year, but at that point, it probably a bowl won't. game maybe. Yeah. But like, yeah. is he going to have the lower body strength after no way recovering yeah. from knee surgery to play in a bowl would, game? I, I, I think it's unfair stupid. to the kid. Yeah, I think yeah. It's don't even don't do it. Just heal up. And get tell him we got season. Big Twelve football coming next year. Let's go. Will new UC commit Dana Beers be invited on a pod? I, he's the, sure. Dana, you want to come on the pod? Come on. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who they're talking about, he is uh, one of the barstool guys who committed to Cincinnati. What it was is he was picking a school to root for for the rest of his life. <laughs> he, he, I guess, I guess he grew up like, and, and this, like a lot of a lot of those northeastern guys, like don't. College football is not a thing up there, really. I thought Rutgers fixed that, Chad. Just ask they, the whole Big Ten. They did not, Aaron. So his thing was he wanted a college football team to root for for the rest of his life. So he he had a recruitment and went and visited everywhere and partied his ass off and got drunk as shit. It's a great idea. He had the company. He's rooting for basketball, it. too. Well, yeah, tweeted, now he's now he's a UC fan for life. Did, did you did you see his tweet about the basketball team? He said, yeah. he said I'm gonna be the most invested. He said something like I will know everything about this team in the next two hours or something. Like, it was like so funny. Just I don't Unreal. He's a wreck. He's a wreck. Dude, Chad, how is he how is he gonna turn down that invite you just delivered? Like you sold that so I'm on. You want he to said, go on basketball plays tonight versus Arizona. I will be an expert on this team by the end of the game. That's a promise. Unreal. So okay. Let's go. Uh, look at, look I think at John Goble said he's he's in town, apparently, tonight. Or he, he was. Does he, he know that the game's in Hawaii? Uh, <laughs> he might just he might have found that out when he got here. <laughs> All right. Um after the time of possession with Prater at the helm, if the Cats are up late in the game, would Coach Luke Fickle ever turn it over to Prater at all to run the clock out? No. If Ben's healthy, Ben's the starting quarterback. Yes. The Bearcats are averaging 22 points per game over the last four games. Can the Bearcats win this Tulane game with 22 points? To be fair, the Bearcats are giving up 15.75 points per game over the same four-game stretch. But UCF 25 and ECU 25 would have beat us at 22. I think they've averaged 27 each of the last two home games. So Nipper Nipper gives you a little bump. I like 27. Uh, I think that's winnable. And 27 is winnable. 22. Can we score 30? God. 22 will be sweating through our teeth. There's something about yeah. the skin of our teeth uh, if they score 22. Well, yeah. the, the lowest that Tulane has scored this year, 17 in their win at Kansas State. They won that game 17 to 10. After that, it was their loss to Southern Miss that next week, 27-24. To Chad's Chad's point, outside of the Navy game, which had limited possessions, UC hasn't scored less than 27 in the other four home games. Still believe Nippert is worth about 7 to 10 points on offense. There's the bump you're talking about. No question there, but I just thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, Question for Royer. How does the staff determine roommate pairings, and what is the oddest pairing you've seen? Um, I think it's kind of generated about like, like, I think you, 
they kind of like match guys that they think would just be like good personalities, guys that'd be good for each other, um, guys that are like-minded or maybe like a guy that they think needs like guided along. Uh, sometimes you'll see like second and third year guys. You might see uh, maybe like a third year, more responsible guy might kind of take under like a young, a younger second year guy who needs to get his shit together. But um, oddest pairing. <laughs> Give us a good one, man. Wiley some, and Lenny. No, there's been some weird. I don't know if you're, you guys will understand some of them, but it's just like how weird they are. Throw it out. Like, like <laughs> I'm trying to remember who Heil roomed with, but it was just an insane duo. It was Heil. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> It was like Heil and like just the most unlikely person you'd ever think he'd room with. And like just the stories that they'd have just about living together were funny. I can't remember exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, apparently Dana was in this podcast tonight. How do you how do you know that fake John Goble? You can see when you're oh. watching the podcast who other what other people are in. Oh, well, Dana, if you want to come on, like Riggs will vouch Riggs will vouch for me. I know Bobby. So you're more than welcome to come on. I just, I'm not, you know, I'm not out <laughs> begging people to come hey, on. Hey, Dana. Hey, what's just... up? We'd love to have you on the CBP, <laughs> my man. We think that it's awesome you committed to, to be a Cincinnati fan for the rest of your life. We'd love to have you on, my man. Come on in. We have a great fun here. <laughs> I just sent him a tweet. Maybe he'll answer. Maybe he'll come on. There you go. Uh, we got, we've still got an hour and 15 minutes to kill. Wait and see. Um, uh, Stephen Chanel said, "Nah, Dana beers ain't Michael beers." <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, that's the that's the football portion of the mailbag. Moving on to basketball. Uh, at what point in the season does Coach Wes Miller go with a youth movement if the Cats are having a losing season? Is Torrentino an absolute red shirt this season? Probably is Tolentino or Richard. I, I think so. But at what point in the season? No, you guys have got to get this out of your head. Coaches do not think about we're throwing in the towel on this team to get ready for next year. That is not how they operate. That's not how they brain works. It's not fair to the seniors that are on this team to just say, screw you guys. We're throwing in the towel. Stop it. It's so early. <laughs> we saw that, like we've seen it throughout the football season. When does Luke just throw in the towel and play Prater? Or if Prater's the quarterback next year, then you got to play Prater now. You're going to look Jabari Taylor in the eyes and tell Jabari Taylor we're, you know, we're not going to be as we're not going to do what we think is best for this team to win because we're going to get ready for next year. That's exactly how you destroy the culture that you built. Am I wrong, Royer? 100% right. Stop it. They're 9 and 2. Well, there's the basketball team's 3 and 1. We're already throwing in the towel on them. Right. I mean, come it's on. over, guys. It's over. Just give it a rest. Mick they lost, lost to Presbyterian. Play the young guys. Mick lost to a religion. <laughs> John Brandon lost to a toothpaste. 
Yeah. It was good. It was playing their best basketball at the end of the year, according to him. Uh, oh, man. John Goble actually did mistake Michael Beers for he, Dana Beers. He did, apparently. That's Michael Beers, Michael Beers, we love having you in the chat. Don't know, you know, maybe we can Goble, bring you that's a, for hello. That's a $5 fine. <laughs> Put it in the Paul Fine bucket. All right. Uh, if you woke up on Thursday morning and the Bearcats went 3-0 in Maui, what would best describe your Thanksgiving state of mind? One, shocked beyond human comprehension and unable to dress yourself. That's Brent every day. Uh, two, <laughs> mildly surprised and celebrating with a turkey fest while in a trip to Fan Hayes. Three, well. gratified that your firm belief in the Bearcat Hawaiian destiny had met with your lofty 3-0 expectations. Or four, smugly sipping bourbon and smoking Cubans while tossing Twitter bombs at the OSU fan base. That's Chad every day. <laughs> wow, they perfectly described our Thanksgivings. The, the last one is just... I'll I take mean, all of them. That's any Thursday for me. Uh, I, would, I would start with a mimosa. Then I would progress to a screwdriver. Then, uh, no, I mean, that's that's a typical Thanksgiving for me. So. <laughs> I get the baby by myself Thursday night, so I won't be partaking in nearly that much alcohol consumption. I mean, I think it would be it would be pandemonium to throw out one of my favorite words. You would uh, you would say, "Wow, everyone is optimistic now, aren't you?" And then uh, you you'd just be happy, be very very happy. Yeah, there you go. How many wins will you see have before conference play starts? How worried would you be if the number is less than nine? Um, so what? Thirteen games. They've already lost to Northern. You've got three in Maui and X. Um, I mean, that could already be be like if you don't win any of those, you're already at at, at eight. eight. If you win everything else, no surprises. Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't know. X is at home, right? Yeah. yeah. Everything is at home except for this. Good. Um, I mean, Bryant is the only other kind of team that's looking pretty good. LaSalle's pretty solid. Um, ben? They play Ben? Yeah, right? <laughs> no, was it? No, it's Thomas. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, I know you're talking. Yeah, Ben Bryant. Bryant. Yeah. There you go. But, Yay! But, <laughs> I thought you were mentioning when Bryant beat a team by 100 points earlier this year, and their team name was Thomas. Thomas, that yeah. was it. No, yeah, it was just Thomas. It's <laughs> <laughs> hell of a school. Fake John Goble, thanks for the ten. He doubled it up uh, because this pod was awesome. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. You're a stand-up human being, Fake John Goble. Um, that's that's the basketball mailbag. The last crazy. two last two questions. Uh, this start starting with skins. Uh, question for Royer and Brent with AAC hashtag AAC twenty three happening and sending Aaron on site for reporting. What would be worse, a Temple home game in November or Tulsa at any point in history? P.S. The correct answer is Birmingham. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if it's like if 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 Temple has less than five wins, I think. It would be worse to be going there in November. I'd be the only one there. Yeah. What about what about sending him to Greenville? Like just like figure it out, you know? 
That'd be well, fun. We'll we'll fly you to a near location, yeah. and then you got to we'll drive s- to Greenville. No, we'll get him to Greenville, and then he has to find his way home. Oh, <laughs> I I hate all of you. I would say maybe Tulsa. No, pro- probably Temple, but still, that's Philly's a fun city, though. Yeah, um, yeah, Philly. Like, there's a lot to do in Philly. What about Rice? Oh, I forgot about the middle all of Texas. <laughs> Dude, that just reminds me of how depressing. Like seeing SMU. This tweet. conference is done, man. It's done. <laughs> how do they survive? You you don't believe in Mem- Memphis? Dude, they're man. they're gonna they're gonna have to leave. There's no Here's reason the, for them to go though. I'm not sending them anywhere in Texas because there's Bucky's in Texas, and you could just live there, right? At Bucky's, Greenville, Greenville, Greenville's the answer. Question for Chad: Chad, what is your favorite flavor of UDF ice cream, and who should be the starting quarterback? Is it Prater or Lichtenberg? Uh, peanut butter cookie dough is delicious at UDF, and I'm gonna go with. Um, Let's see. I'm going to go with Jacob Hoying. That's your yes. boy. That's your boy. Jacob Hoying. Push comes okay. to shove. He's He's got fickle genes, right? He's Luke's nephew. I know yes. it's by marriage through Luke's wife, but, like, close enough. Coach Fick was a great quarterback at Ohio State, so it should translate pretty oh, well. Wow. That's news on Jacob Hoying. Last question is for Aaron. What is your favorite cut of steak? And who hurt you as a child that led you to hating steak? <laughs> I don't hate steak. I just don't like it. Um, well, flesh, that's black. Aaron. It's 2022. If you don't like something, you hate it. There's no middle ground. There's Correct. no in between. If you don't like it, you hate Gotta it. Got to be all in. All I in. I don't believe we that. live in the extremes. All in. Um Filet would be my favorite cut. You are the steak hater. <laughs> Own it. Own it. Um, and the last question. Speaking of ice cream, how good was Chi-Chi's fried ice cream? Of course, awesome. Chi-Chi's isn't around anymore. What is the best restaurant not around anymore? And why is the answer Fuddruckers? <laughs> Fuddruckers is awesome. So, or was awesome. Is is Fuddruckers not around anymore? I think there might still we used to be have a fun Rutgers. Because because I used to do a uh, national broadcast a national basketball tournament out in Springfield, Missouri, and there was a fun Rutgers there. Put a little I, I nach- nacho Rutgers. cheese on oh, my burger. Wasn't it? Wasn't it like buffet <laughs> style? Do buffets even exist anymore? Well, anyway, no, no, it was well, it was it was like a, a condiment place buffet with a giant condiment topping buffet. But my burger. point. Does that is that a thing anymore anywhere? Thousand percent, yes. Golden Corral died. That's still alive. Where they're offering an entire Thanksgiving dinner yeah. this week. There's still a bunch of Golden Corrals. Sounds like the Thanksgiving dinner we'd get from uh, Center Court. Okay. When they feed you guys Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner at the hotel on a Thursday night, they try. <laughs> That's uh, going it this week. Don't want to sound ungrateful, but I do prefer my family's home cooked Thanksgivings over that. Okay. Uh, Chi-Chi's fried ice cream, Hot though, was cake. phenomenal. I never had it. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Chi-Chi's fried ice cream was awesome. Uh, well, Ryan, favorite restaurant that's not around anymore? Got any? Oh, man. I've got one for you guys. Um, what was the any. name? 
What was the name steak of the place? Steak and Shake. Steak and Shake's still around. I got one yeah. right by me. That's what's, one of the few restaurants here in Athens. What's the name of the uh, <laughs> Bob Huggins old place there in Cincinnati where that like had Hugs like a in? yeah that had like a basketball court in there? But that's not a restaurant chain. Like, oh, is it saying chain? It does. I think that's the point of like. It doesn't say chain, but yeah, okay. But I like that because I'd go go get some shots up while while the parents are ordering the dinner. You know, nothing better. <laughs> I have fond memories of friendlies as a child. There's still it's friendlies. Not around where I grew up. There, there's one, there's one in um, off the um, off the Red Bank Road exit. Good custard. Always that's good stuff. Good. I'm looking up the top 40 all like the best closed. Uh, I've heard of good things about soup plantation, but that went away. Obviously, <laughs> probably interesting name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that might be another reason it went away. Yeah, it's like such um, a non-pleasant like. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's go to soup plantation. <laughs> no one's gonna say that. But you know what? I, I like. I'm. I, I'm a I'm a big soup guy in the winter. I love soup. Yeah, I like soup. Too. Uh, Burger Chef. I remember Burger Chef when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, man, there's not a lot of stuff that's gone that I that it's all like says Freddy's sixties. Like Freddy's is off Red Bank Road, not Friendlies. Oh, okay. Friendlies. I don't know what Friendlies is. Then I don't think I've ever See? had it. See, that was a change. What did, what did they have? Uh, just American food, like burgers and what have you. But they had, like, as a kid, they had, like, this creepy clown Sunday thing with the waffle cone head oh. hat. Hmm. Uh, the ESPN zone is gone. That's no longer in existence. Did you ever go to an ESPN zone when you were in a touristy place? Nope. Well, well, I've, no, watched there's, there's, I've watched games. I've watched games in the ESPN zone. Uh, there's one in Disney World. So. I, I'm looking at this thing and it says they're closed. Oh, maybe in Chicago. The ten best closed restaurants. See, okay. fake fake John Goble knows what I'm talking about. Conehead ice cream. Yeah. Um, there was this boy, place what? in Milford called uh, maybe the Pink Flamingo. I really love that. Place. I don't think that was a restaurant. <laughs> that sounds like a strip club, <laughs> right? I don't think that was a restaurant. It was, and it was actually called Deja Vu, but in Milford. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking here. Uh, yeah, you're you're at best when you don't do that. The buffet was awesome, though. <laughs> the lunch buffet. Oh, bread bar. Yeah, Chad, remember you? Oh that God, home? I love that bread bar. Chicken oh, barn my God. sandwich is so damn good. And Sorry. I got it. I got it. They closed right away. So the list that I was just looking at, Reagan number, says, "How about Rainforest?" The number Cafe. one was was Chili's or uh, oh. uh, Chi-Chi's. Reagan from left field, I like it. Rainforest Cafe. Is that not in Vegas? That's all gone. Pandemic changed everything, Chad. It I know is. it's gone from downtown Disney. Who got no who got there. who who got the uh, the seats? I want to know what they did with the seats at Rainforest Cafe. Frank gets yeah. out of here. Who knows? Well, two, guys, two and a half hours. We tried to roll you <laughs> far enough up to the opening tip-off of tonight's basketball game. Only only 10 minutes left. 
Wow. San Diego State leads Ohio State 65-52. Ohio State gonna... cut it back to like five. Uh, and then San Diego State is taken back over. Yeah. John White, I, I frequent the Pita Pit here in Athens. Again, one of the few restaurants we have out here. Okay. It's some weird shit out there. I'm telling you, man. The chains that are out there are just weird. No Chick-fil-A, but we got a Pita Pit. Hi, Ragan. <laughs> She just wanted to say hey. So hey. Hey. Were you were you here for Derek Forrest and Brady Collins? Because that was awesome. I took me, Aaron, and Brent out of the screen and just let Ryan, Brady, (laughs) and Defoe converse because we weren't adding anything at that point. Once Brady came in, there's nothing for us to say. That was fantastic. The goat. Fantastic. Just 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 a few goats. But uh, anyway, guys, about an hour out, tip off the Maui Jim Maui Invitational. Check out the Bearcats playing Arizona. Going to be a lot of excitement. Hopefully a big win, big opportunity at least. But uh, another fantastic, fantastic show. Special shout-out as always to Danco Transmission and Auto Care, Danco Joe. Shout-out to him. Shout-out, of course, to, to Office. Yeah. Seho just chimed in and said, Damon Sports Bar, isn't that the one with the speakers at your table? I do remember that. Yeah, I do remember that one, kind of. Where you could, yeah. like, the, all the TVs were playing, and then you picked which one you wanted the sound to, and the sound sucked, and it wasn't worth really having on. What's the other one, like Johnny Rockets, where you could, like, play? Johnny Rockets is still jukebox? around, I think. Yeah, that you get the little mini jukebox at your table. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bye, everybody! But, what, <laughs> office paper supply, shout out. Shout out and thank you as well to Defoe, Derek Forrest, and of course our guy Brady Collins. But hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, oh. We're never getting out of here. Got an hour. What's going on? You you can go. One final timestamp. Is that what you're doing? (laughs) Oh, oh, Rax roast beef. Rax roast beef was so good. (laughs) Was that like an Arby's? What about Kenny Rogers roasters? Oh. Roasters. Um, Dana Beer said he w- wants to come on. Like right now? I guess. Get him on. <laughs> this podcast is off the rails. <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> like, what did he say to this shit? I, so I just said because I, I, I mistakenly for a moment thought that. For some reason, fake John Goble had saw him uh, in the chat or like watching, right? So I just like jokingly on Twitter said, hey, Dana Beers, want to come on the live show and talk your UC commitment? Riggs can vouch for me. And he said, absolutely. I'm looking at it. I sent you a DM. (laughs) This is so stupid, man. It's beyond stupid. But I mean, if we can get Dana (laughs) Beers on, like. That should take up the next hour. All we're gonna do is sit here and wait for this stupid game. Like, if you want, if you gotta go, Royer, you can go. No, I, I don't have to go. <laughs> He's like, no, Dana Beers is coming. I'm. I in. saw that. I saw that that guy at dive, and it was like you would have thought it was like the Pope. The way these drunk college kids were falling around. <laughs> Him and balls, Glenny balls. Glenny I'm a, I'm a, Glenny, I'm, a long, I'm a big time Glenny balls guy. Hell of a name. He does. He that guy. Do you know what? Like, do you know what he does? There, no. Ryan. No. He does. So he started this thing where he would rank 
he claims like he's the biggest OnlyFans like guy in the world. So <laughs> so he was ranking like chicks on OnlyFans. His so favorite he, he OnlyFans. He bought accounts. all their pages. Yes. So then he turned that into he now does a podcast called Only Stands, where the OnlyFan girls come to the Barstool headquarters and do a <laughs> podcast with Clenny Balls. Okay. Good for and him. And then last man. night, and then last night he performed photograph on stage with Nickelback. <laughs> oh my God. What a way. How did he get in? What was his in there? Um, I guess he got an internship and he was just like a big lovable fat guy. Yeah. And so Portnoy, like he loves like taking weird, like weird people. Yeah. Like Frank, and, Frank, the tank, I feel like is deteriorated. So that guy. Yeah. Mentally. Frank, the tank. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him, but like, I've seen videos of him from years ago. Like now he's like, <laughs> he's lost his marbles, man. He's crazy. Completely. <laughs> yeah, just like, just biting shit. Well, I know. <laughs> that one hat that he had. Like me? Like me and my roommate. Right no, wait. Roommate. You know how, they, you know how they found him, right? Well, I. So is it, is it after that interview he did with like the MLB? No. No, that this is way before that. He, I guess he went, he was trying to go to a Mets game and the the train to get from his house to like Shea Stadium was, was like down. And he just like went on this crazy rant on his phone in the train station, like losing <laughs> his fucking mind because he couldn't get to the game. Yeah. And it went viral and Portnoy hired him. This like is, that's how he hires most yeah. of his people. This is Chad yeah. one day. <laughs> Might be. Might be. Dude, like me and my roommate would just send videos back and forth, like just a Frank just like biting the shit out of that plastic thing. I don't know what it is that he goes to town yeah. on. Yeah, like he goes, around his like, neck and he like, Yeah, it's just like a it's like a whistle for him. And then he yells, he's like <laughs> for anyone who's curious, this is actually what the post-game show is like. So this uh, is this is your peek behind the curtain for that. Have you I guys mean, watched him play Madden too? Like he doesn't know he like has never won a game of Madden. Yeah, when, <laughs> yeah. when him and Jersey Jerry are playing yeah. together, it's like uh, why, well, why, why? Jersey Jerry, he got on because his mom yelled at him while he was yeah. while he was playing video games. Right, this is what Portnoy does. He just like finds I the love weirdest Portnoy. people on the internet and hires them. And then the my favorite part is there's no direction when you get hired at Barstool. Yeah. You just get hired and you're like, figure it out. Yeah, and you got to make content. Well, just look at Portnoy. Like, he turned, like, COVID into him just getting stuff sent to him and, like, just unboxing it yeah, for hours. Like, I would watch I it. I the like, unboxings for hours. Yeah. I know. I was like, yeah. I was like, he is a genius. Like, he has me sitting here, like, fixated yep. on just watching him opening him things. Opening, boxes. <laughs> uh, opening <laughs> random boxes just sent to his yeah. house. And then, yeah. like, frozen pizza reviews and, like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's great, man. It was it, he. He knows how to capture. Like he knows how to get your attention. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm I'm trying with beers here. Should I DM him like join the podcast or I'll kill you? What do you think that'll get him in? Um, I mean, might uh, <laughs> might lead to something else. But, uh... Might lead to the FBI. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What what is it that you sent to Mister Beers? <laughs> At 1041. Well, uh, 
If you got to go, Brent, you can go. If you're, if you're, I, I mean, I don't have to go. Okay. Well, just show us how much you care about this show. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yes, Reagan. I did watch the big cat, big cats horse races. Bet on them as well a little bit. The quick betting, you know. I was uh, there the night that Big Cat found uh, chilling with Chels. Okay. Were you, were you there for that? He was no. going on um, Twitch and just like pulling up random Twitch streams that had like three people on it, and he found this chick that like like was painted like live painting. Um. And now she uh, she commissions stuff like she did. They did. They had a Frank painting where he was sick and he was just laying in his bed, <laughs> looked like he was about to die. Dude, Frank gets me so weak, dude. I oh, it's he's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny though. He was so right about the Mets, but like every yeah. time he ranted, you're like, he's crazy. He's like crazy. they're gonna be fine. He's like the season's over. They're gonna get swept by the Pirates. They're gonna how get about, swept by the Braves. <laughs> how about when he was like when they're like. You can only talk when you throw a flag. And they only gave him like three flags that you could throw. <laughs> <laughs> so you would like oh throw one and then he'd be like, all right, go ahead, Frank. <laughs> Just like blow up for 15 <laughs> seconds and then stop. Oh, man. They need to get like him Here you go, Royer. in a boxing match and rough and rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, and the, the best thing about Frank, Frank is like whenever he does his videos, it still looks like he just lives in the same shithole after he's probably made all this money with Barstool. Like his house still yeah. looks like shit. <laughs> right. I mean, we don't have anything to talk about. That we haven't already. Well, if they beat Arizona tonight, they will be playing tomorrow at ten thirty. <laughs> Let's go ahead and just get that out of the way. Uh, if they lose, they're playing at five p.m. tomorrow. Set your clocks, and your calendars. There you go. It's a little bit more uh, news for you. Did you guys watch the soccer game? Watch the soccer. Uh, game. I had radio, so I did not see the soccer game. I don't watch soccer. I just what were your get thoughts, Royer? Um, I mean, obviously that, that penalty was kind of unnecessary to give him that goal. Right. You know that, you know, Gareth Bale is going to put that in. So you're right. kind of just preparing for a draw at that point. I mean, they do look like they, they do look like they have way more skill than they've had in the past. Like you can definitely see the shift. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still like, I mean, if you just look at America, like we'd run, we'd run up a hundred in football, we'd run up. Right. We run up basketball every year. It's just that's what it's that's what we really do. Yeah, I saw some some tweet that was like, "Man, Wales is lucky we didn't send Derrick Henry out there." <laughs> Seriously, he's probably faster than all of them too. <laughs> yeah, just somehow strap the the ball to his foot and just let him run, <laughs> run it into the goal, run over the goalie. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. This is what's frustrating. You're going to, he's going to reply right as soon when as cancel. As soon as we're done, he's going to pop in. Yeah, Dude, Sam, getting, we talked about that a little bit. He's getting ready for the big, big, big Arizona game. game. He's tuned in. <laughs> he's probably watching film right now. Yeah. He's Might probably be. like, 
probably like, what's this pod about to hop on? They're talking about literally nothing. <laughs> right now, we are literally talking about nothing. We're 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 stalling to see if Dana Beers is going to join us or not. If not, it looks like a pop. Maybe that's next month. Like, is that how I top Joel DeBlanco and and Derek Forrest? <laughs> yes. Is yeah. to get Dana Beers on the show <laughs> and like look if we set it up for next week. We have to treat it like having him on to break down the 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 Tulane game. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, like you're a Bearcat mm-hmm. fan, this is the the you this is the podcast. You will he'll watch it. I, I know. Oh, you I'm will. sure he will. He, and he, then, he's really he's really what he says he is. And then all of us just have to have a beer ready and we'll do the beer thing with them. I mean, we haven't even discussed his like call to fame, just just Posting videos of him drinking beer, right? And then Portnoy right. basically like launching his campaign with the yeah, like if you sell all these yeah. t-shirts and yeah, <laughs> I mean that you was know, great. You know what would be electric is just the moment that we introduce Dana Beers to the show. Oh yeah, I mean all of all of Bearcat social media was hype as hell today. At least the the, the younger aged media, I guess. I mean, shit. If we if, if we get him on next week as as a guest, and he and then we tweet it and he retweets it, or he says I'm hopping on the BBP Bar, tonight. Barstool Cincy will 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 probably tweet out the link too. I know they yeah. definitely would. Or they'll just try and steal the content and post it as their own. <laughs> probably. Aaron, Aaron's got a dubious history with with Barstool Cincy. What's what did they do to you? They they like taking his pictures. And using them as their own and not crediting. All right, all right. Uh, what's your favorite live UC sporting event experience? It pike to Benz. I mean, I don't know how you. What about last year? Rushing the field, going pike to the playoff. Pike to Benz was like, it, it was just that the drama of that game, Ryan. The, really? the feeling yeah. of like they were dead. It was thirty-one to ten. Yeah, like there was all this buildup because remember that season, there were so many guys that graduated in 08 that it felt like they could be good in 2009, but it wasn't going to be 2008, right? Then yeah. they run all the way to 11 and 0. They walk the tightrope down the stretch of the season. They get to the pit game and they just get their shit kicked for like a quarter and a half. Yeah. And Marty takes it back to the house to make it 31-17. And all of a sudden, the Bearcat faithful rose from the dead. Mm-hmm. And then back and forth and back and forth. And then they missed the extra point, so they were only up six. And you're given this explosive Cincinnati offense that could score in, you know, 46 seconds the ball. And then they do it, and they get the touchdown, and they get the extra point. And there's still like, what, there was still like 25, 30 seconds left, Brent, Aaron? Yeah, there was, after and they had to hold on. Like it was, it was wild. It was, it was. Well, awesome. they got like a sack after that, and so it just added to the to the lore. Um, my, one of my favorite ones. Uh, I mean, I think that that crosstown shootout when uh, when Trayvon Blewett scored at forty, and it was kind of just you know Troy's senior year, back and forth, and then you know. Jaron punking JP Mikura. That was that was always that was amazing to watch. 
And then hey, you guys think Aaron looks like Cheddar Bob from Eight Mile? <laughs> yes, yes. I knew there was always someone that looked like just, him. <laughs> just don't shoot yourself in your own leg. <laughs> oh Aaron's God. about to take him outside. I knew he was going to take himself out of this. Uh, what about uh, th that game against Florida State in the tournament? That's always up there. <laughs> yeah, the the round of thirty-two. Yeah. With uh, with Jaquan Parker playing the role of Superman. Yep. The the Dixon stealing dunk at the end. <laughs> you know what's crazy, Brett? What? Go back and watch that game. I always felt like that Deion Dixon dunk, like, fin basically finished the game. Right. Oh, no. There was, like, 20 minutes left uh, there of was, that game. Oh, of, like, of real like time. TV time, of real time. Yeah. Yeah. Where's yeah, Dana at? We don't know. I'm trying to get him. Like, I'm waiting for him to DM me back. We haven't heard from him yet. So we're just here Easy. filibustering to see if we hear from him. Yeah, there was I I think Cash was the one that ended up hitting the the final like free know, throws or yeah. Yeah. Or like a mid-range jumper or something. Or maybe that was what put him put him on top of initially. But yeah, that was I think Beers is getting spammed with a bunch of stuff. He's like replying to a bunch of stuff right now. I know that's why I keep replying to him. <laughs> They're talking shit about us, I guess. Yup. About his commitment. Yeah. This makes for excellent podcasts. I know. <laughs> Anyone who's listened this far, I hope there's a payoff. The not. numbers are going up. It's crazy. Everybody thinks Dana's coming. It, not talking doesn't help the numbers stay up. I'm aware, but I'm spamming <laughs> messages to Dana Beers, so he'll check his DMs. Or get creeped out. <laughs> Potentially both. Bring him in a little scared. I mean, we've already, like, you know. What did everyone uh, eat for dinner today? <laughs> uh, I made, um, I made a, a like a sausage pasta. Uh huh. With, uh, I, I, I make the Italian sausage and then I cut it up and put it in, like, a Alfredo, like a white sauce. And then I make the pasta and put it you in a make red the sauce. White sauce? Um, no, usually I get it from, um, from, um, Finley market, but they're closed uh -huh. on Mondays. So I stopped at fresh market and got one there. Uh, and then you, you, you cook the sausage in the white sauce, the pasta in the red sauce, and then you mix them oh, and yeah. you get like a, a rose sauce. That's, yeah. It's really good. Dude, it's one of Kelly's your... favorites. Making your own Alfredo, it's a chore. It's like a good 40 minutes, and you're stirring it. It takes a while, yeah, and you're yeah. stirring the shit out of it. Yeah, yes. I love making, like, you ever tried making, like, one of those Tuscan sauces? Um, it's, like, super easy. You just you just throw the onion and garlic in. You let it, you let that cook down, and then you um, basically, then you add grape tomatoes, and you just cook that. And you know, like the tomatoes will peel, and and they'll eventually kind of like disintegrate almost. 
but you still have the the skin in like the actual like outside of the tomato and you just add a little bit of heavy cream and maybe like a touch of tomato paste and then you could season it add some spinach oh it's so good man parmesan cheese in it dude it's so it's so easy too it's great flavor it, all you do is add the heavy cream and it basically makes itself goes great with like chicken or salmon or with pasta it's great there you go. Um, Royer looks like if an animated kid from a Disney movie grew up. <laughs> Rock of Truth says he's giving off Lord Farquaad vibes. <laughs> hey, tell him, man. Don't make me get that. Who is that? MetLife? Is that MetLife talking? It's, it's either one of, one of the three. It's definitely MetLife. <laughs> we can bring him in and talk to him. Yeah, give MetLife in here. Royer's going all Olive Garden on us. When you're at oh, Royer's, your family. No, Olive, Gar Olive Garden <laughs> is, that is the, real Italian. Don't even, don't even speak of my name in Olive Garden in the same sentence. That's a crime. <laughs> but someone, I got to tell you this. So my my grandparents, they're full Italian. Like their parents came from, from Italy. And my grandpa is like stuck in this loop where he goes to Olive Garden and he thinks it's the greatest thing ever. And it's just the biggest insult to our heritage because he's just, he's, he's kind of lost his mind a little bit lately, but, <laughs> but like he went from like my grandma's and his parents, like legit home cooking and be like, Oh, Olive Garden's chicken parm. It's just as good as my mom's like, all right, grandpa, I think you're kind of losing your, you're losing your marbles a little bit now. They got some good breadsticks, but <laughs> that's some, let's that's not get carried away. Heavy promotion for the Olive Garden. Yeah. There. I'm going to cut it down. Olive Garden is <laughs> trash. Do not trash. ever reference me in that same sentence again. <laughs> the Royer family loves Olive Garden, baby. No. Is there a um, is there an Italian chain restaurant you like? Like where where do you go in Cincinnati no for Italian food? I don't. I mean, I like Pep and Dolores. I guess I, that place is deep. I like that place. They got some really good. Pep and Dolores is very good. Yeah. The, um, where else have I been? Have you have you ever gone to Baccio's? No. Right there on Ludlow. No, is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. They do like the. Cause I've been they, looking for some good Italian. I. Cause you know you hear like about Soto and Nicola's, but like yeah. they kind of seem a little all foo foo. All, Maggiano's have been there. It's it's it was it was pretty serviceable. Good. Yeah, it's serviceable. The best uh, I've had. It's not a chain. It's in Columbus. It's called La Tavola. It's in Grandview. Um, it's it's phenomenal. in Grandview. Yeah, yeah. My, my yeah. brother lives in Grandview. Yeah, it's if you ever get to go, it's it's the real deal. Yeah, we that's where we order when we uh, go get Italian there. Yeah, it's the best I've had in Columbus, and I grew up there. Sabaro. <laughs> God. But no, Baggio's has the um, where they have the little cook station right at the like, like right in front of you, kind of. Yeah. And they do like they make the sauce and the fresh noodles right there in front of you. Yeah. Um. So it's pretty solid. Yeah, I it's right there on Ludlow, gonna... like. Right. I love that about Pep is their their pasta. It's fresh, handmade, and you can really taste it. Oh my! Is this the guy who was talking? <laughs> Yo, what you got going on with the hair, bro? Hey, I'm trying to be like you, man. It's a, it's the flow. 
The Salco flow. I can't do Salpy it. Salpy just heard Dana Beers might be here, so he was like, I got to get in on this. <laughs> I, dude, you'll never have. What? <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm... I was echoing. Yeah, dude, I saw I saw he was going to be in there, and I, like, hopped on, and I was waiting to I'm see trying, man. Up. I'm trying. He's all talk. Salco, you're he's like not, a big Barstow guy. DMs. We were going I, through I'm all. Yeah, I'm a big. We were going, th- going through all just our favorite like characters in Barstool. We were going on about Frank the Tank for a minute, dude. Yeah, uh, who's who's your guy? You're, you're thinking me, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, Aaron seems like the type of dude who'd ask for extra breadsticks to go from Olive Garden. <laughs> I love um, I love Big Cat. I'm a big like part of my take guy. Yeah. Um. Little sass, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Lil so funny. Mm-hmm. Most dude, of I just do see do you see his tweet today about the soccer team? He said I scored an own goal one time in youth soccer, and my dad told me I would be executed in other countries. Yeah, that was hilarious. His uh, oh, his one video of him getting drafted in the NFL draft. <laughs> I haven't seen that. One. Mo says the game's starting at 11.05. No, that's the pregame radio coverage, Aaron. Mm, Mo was doing the radio broadcast for Dan Hoyle. Fair enough. <laughs> Just trying to stay alert to the situation. You guys have been live for three hours. What, what have you been talking about for three hours? Derek Forrest came on with us for a while. saw that. I saw Defoe on there. Been waiting for Dana for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> we don't give up, man. Fight to the finish. Never give in, right? Yeah. We're all just trying to stay awake for this stupid basketball game to start. Chad and I did 15 straight hours before, so. 15? Yeah. Yeah. That's how we got monetized. For what? So It was a -a subathon. We needed, so in order to get monetized and make money off this shit, you have to have a thousand subscribers. So we did a, we did a 12 hour stream. We had Luke on from uh, Mexico Live on his patio from vacation. We had Wes on live from a coffee shop in Philly recruiting Dan Skillings. Um, we had a bunch of former players on. We had Danco Joe on. Uh, we had Shane from Galactic. Malik, uh, Malik Van was on. Um, yeah, so we just we just winged it for like for 12 hours. And then we were getting towards the end and we couldn't get over the, the finish line. We were at like, what? 980 like 990 yeah, it was too close so we brought on a couple like just listeners like three viewers that we brought on <laughs> and once we started going with them for some stupid ass reason we went three more hours uh and we like we were determined to get over a thousand so we went all the way until we hit that thousand mark and then i love that yeah we started at noon and went till three o'clock in the morning straight no breaks dedicated That's- yeah, <laughs> all gas, no brakes. Hey, how's that? Uh, how's that Florida life treating you, bro? Cool, sixty-five, yeah. sunny, and it's yeah, baby. I'll tell you how all soft right. I got. I um, moved down here, and it gets down to sixty, and I like, freeze my ass off. It's cold. Yeah. Oh my god, that's you are just a traitor to your kind in Cleveland. I know, dude. I'm going back to Cleveland on Wednesday. I'm, I'm yeah, you're gonna soft. Yeah, you're. <laughs> You don't have the hair to keep you warm, too, man. Exactly. A little trimmy. I, I'm going out. I'll be down in St. Pete uh, in about a month. 
Maybe. How close is that to you? Yeah, it's like an hour and a half. Hit me up. We'll do something. All right. <laughs> <That'll be fun. laughs> Sounds good. Um, how's your uh, How's your fighting nights doing versus South Florida, man? You got any in- intel for us? Dude, I I don't I don't give a shit about them. I could I, <laughs> I don't any insights. I couldn't tell you anything more than any, any of you guys know. That's for sure. Sam yeah. Miller says, "Sopko, I think I remember a video of you reenacting a scene from The Bachelor." Is he wrong? Probably. That's. Um... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Was I don't know if you guys are big, uh, big Bachelor fans, but I used to watch a couple seasons, and there was one with uh, Colton, and he like hops a fence yeah. or something. He gets all like flustered about something. Yeah, there he hops a fence. And we actually had um, – we were all dressed up for one of the one of the soccer formals. Royer, I'm sure you were there. We were, we were dressed up for a soccer formal. <laughs> we're out all night remember. having a good time or whatever, and I was in a suit, and we were at um, 65 West, and we were leaving, and they had God that bless. Gate. And um, <laughs> I had a had – I mean, like, it was a long night, and we were having fun, and we were leaving, and I was like – had this bright idea to, like, hop this gate and we were going to record it and like reenact that scene where he gets all flustered in his suit and hops the gate, whatever. So I hopped the gate at 65 and I, you know, I'm all, you know, two fifteen a muscle, all that broke the shit out of the, this gate, at 65 <laughs> West, which was like not good <laughs> work. And it was a huge issue. And like basically kind of got in trouble. It was like, Hey, and we posted it. Cause it was a funny video. <laughs> Um, who was it at the time? Um, I can't, the names, I can't think of the name, but was that compliance basically was like, Hey, you know, you got to pay for this gate that you broke. <laughs> and, um, like, I forgot I know, about I this. Even know it was me. And they're like, we have a video of you that you tweeted out. <laughs> the gate. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's, um, how much did I run you? It was way cheaper than I thought it was going to be. It was like, it was under a hundred dollars, I think. Which wow. no way blew Damn. my mind. I was like, "Holy crap!" This you were prepping crazy. for like five hundred. I was freaking out. <laughs> I, I wonder how many people are joining this podcast and seeing Sopko and not Dana Beers and just leaving in disappointment. We're disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Take some. Sopko came seconds. into this podcast disappointed that Dana Beers is not here. Hey, I love you guys. I was listening to what you guys were talking about. You know, if he shows up, that's great. But nothing. We were talking about absolutely fucking nothing. What'd you have for dinner tonight? That's what, we're <laughs> about. what did I have for dinner? Elite convos. I had uh, white rice, ground turkey, black beans, some mixed veggies. Mixed it all up. Wow. Cheese. I put in um, like the like non-fat uh, yogurt, like sour cream. Started. Yeah, that's what I did tonight. I did chicken wow. rice through. I put a little too much Greek yogurt on it. It was like damn near some soup. Yeah, runny. too much is bad news bears. I know. The, the Joel DeBlanco dinner. Yeah, damn near. Yeah, like a 12-foot steak. <laughs> I, I, I did one you guys would like last night. Went to uh, went to the grocery store, picked up a rotisserie chicken, shredded that bitch up and made some chicken tacos with some corn and some green chilies. Little I like green that. chili enchilada sauce. I like that. Are you are you like 
for Thanksgiving? Are you like a deep fried turkey kind of guy, Chad, or are you kind of go out of the box? Smoker. Prefer the smoker. My my uncle though does the turkey, uh, and he's got it down. So he he slow roasts the turkey all day. Takes the turkey out, leaves the juices in the roaster. He's got one of those old like 1950s like legit like old school roasters. And then he pulls the turkey apart, puts the turkey back in the juices. We got the hiccups. And then lets the, the juices cook back into the turkey. And it's killer. You don't have to worry about it being dry. Yeah. Kind of self-brined. Um, self-basted, I guess would be the right word. Uh, I've got the ham this year. So I think I'm, I'm smoking the ham. And then I'm going to make a concoction of maple syrup, brown sugar, and oranges. And smoke the ham for like two hours. And then you put that concoction on the top of it. And then you get some of that, you know, the coarse, like really coarse sugar. Yeah. And you put that over top of it. And it kind of comes out like the, the honey baked ham. That's mm. got that sugar, crystallized sugar on the, uh, the crust on the outside. That That's what I'm going with. That sounds really good. So that's the thing. My uncle's turkey is so good that, like, you have to step your ham game up if you're bringing the ham because you don't want to be embarrassed, right? Yeah. You can't have everybody eats the turkey and your poor ham is just fucking sitting there and nobody touches it. Sapio, what are your sides choices? You're pretty limited. (laughs) Mashed potatoes, no. No stuffing, no mac and cheese. I'm I'm good on the mashed potatoes. I can't do the stuffing. That that is a kick kicking the crotch um i love sweet potato casserole love uh-huh. it that's that's my my biggest one right there um other than that though i don't yeah you're right i don't got a, a whole lot going on <laughs> big turkey guy potatoes the turkey and yeah you know, i could just eat i could eat mashed potatoes and turkey though i mean i love that shit that shit's enough for me to be honest good shit what is uh, what? Yeah, what's this obsession with the Disney characters? I, I you kind of like look both... like every cartoon with the hair. You do kind of look like like the I, cartoon. Do you know what Disney, I got all like, the time princes. on the football team was Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. That was like <laughs> that was like the Perry and Taekwon's like number one thing to call me was. <laughs> you want to talk about like roasting? We would have some great times. <laughs> Here we go. I got I got blue dots from Dana. Oh my we god. We might have action here. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Let's go. <laughs> Chatty B pulling it off. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. I mean, this is. He said shit. I didn't know you meant tonight. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I said, we can schedule for later. Maybe just jump in and say hello tonight. Yeah. <laughs> the boy beers, man. What's Roy, you wheel, give man? It, man, the two of you could just take over campus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, you are, Here you, we go. You could be included in that. Oh, is he coming in? He's coming in. Oh, shit. You can give him a tour, man. Show him all the spots. You got to take him back in your day, man. 
the spots said, the spots migrate <laughs> ed said ptp is open tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> not not quite ed good try oh well 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 we're gonna have to warn people not to listen to like 40 minutes of this podcast <laughs> from what two hours and 10 minutes to three hours and 10 minutes as soon as, <laughs> chad as soon as he pops up i'm dropping another timestamp. dana beers <laughs> you got your interview Dark. questions prepared Come on, Brent. No, we're just we're just getting a quickie tonight. We're gonna schedule him, like we're gonna challenge him. He's we're gonna we're gonna challenge him for next Monday to like be ready to come on and talk uh, Bearcats and Tulane. I like that. I Wednesday, Wednesday. We're having John Cunningham on Wednesday. I don't think we could do John Cunningham and Dana Beers in one episode. <laughs> Those are two completely different ends of the spectrum. Like just completely very much. Be... Just have just have Dana on with John and see where it goes. How about that? <laughs> John, his, his new... John, John needs to embrace him, man. He's part of UC culture. <laughs> He's a big asset to that athletic program. Big asset. Uh, well, well, well. Uh, thanks for asking what I've had for dinner. Nothing yet. <laughs> Saltines. I have been on live action for three hours now. So excited to I mean, see you what that you could have muted and, and and gone and gotten yourself something. You know what? You never know what's going to happen if you do that. And and I'm a messy eater, so this white shirt would get spotted pretty quick. He says he's on his way. Well, all right. Epic. <laughs> Epic Ta beer. Timestamp is ready to go. I'm going to go ahead and Danko's gotten the bulk of three hours. So. Pizza not needed. Thank you for the offer. We need to ask him what sent it over the top. For yeah, Becky. we got to get to the bottom of like, we got to yeah. do this like a commitment interview. Well, yeah. I don't know. If he's just hopping on to say hi, are we going to be able to ask him that much? We can, just I, ask I him that. Like, what was minutes. what made you Skyline Chili? It's got to be Skyline. Before we get Dana Beers, have you guys heard the uh, Cincinnati Zoo drama? Uh oh, what happened? What happened? Fiona and her stepdad. Oh what? Oh what? The, the hippos hooking up with her stepfather. The hippos, man. <laughs> Wait, what? Nuts. Speaking of Barstool, they're the one who just put it out. That's how I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly it's it's something in their culture, pretty, pretty, uh, you know. Boy, her dad died, right? I think the dad died, so now she's got a stepdad. Spoiler alert! And now, wow. now, now it's it's a it's an episode of Hippo Hub. <laughs> it's the new the new Bambi movie coming out next year. Fiona. Good old Fiona. Fiona is the one that got Landers Nolly to commit, right? I, I hope this is taking so long because he's putting the onesie on. He said he was coming, so I tweeted that he was coming, and now he's not here. <laughs> 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 Woo! 
Ooh, awkward. Let's go. Welcome. <laughs> it's awkward, a bit awkward. And we are live. Dana Beers. Hey, everybody. We're up to 110. Yeah. Barstool, <laughs> Barstool Cincinnati retweeted your tweet. <laughs> Stop. Let's just go, man. Your name to Dana real quick. Yeah. We'll bring you back in. <laughs> Yo, yeah. oh, Dana. <laughs> yeah, just, can you change that? Do the beer say- thing, Sophie. Do the beer thing. <laughs> uh, do the thing when you drink a lot of beers really fast and sell maybe, shirts. Maybe live. It's been seen, so he knows. Like, hey, he knows. hey, Aaron. Should I um, should I reply to Barstool's tweet? Be like, you guys can't comment unless you. Give uh, Aaron his credit. <laughs> they, they did finally give me my credit, but it was after after Bearcat Journal went at him. Oh, them, whatever. <laughs> I think it like, they like whatever passed the, pro- the torch or something. Whatever the correct pronoun is for Barstool Cincinnati, I'm not sure. Zer. But... <laughs> I, I don't know how many people run it or hippo. <laughs> People are tweeting at me, hashtag HippoHub. HippoHub.com. It's actually just Chris. Do you know Chris Helmers, you guys? No, who is he? No. He's, he, he he was a Bearcat, and now he's the coach for the Bearcat. Uh, like the, the, the Bearcat. Bearcat. Yeah. Like the actual Bearcat, yeah. He's got a national championship ring. He wears around and everything. We are, we are up to 137. Wow. Dana, Dana, <laughs> where are you at? You guys are making Dana's making us look like <laughs> some frauds, man. Oh no, <laughs> they're on hour three. What are they doing? Come on. We had a lot of in-depth breakdown. We did every single second. <laughs> She's a hippo. This is how long we've been live. We're Uh-oh, there we go. Hippos. Here he is. Oh, the Where is he? Dana Beers. He's right. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah, we can hear you. Holy shit, it's loud where I am. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. I can't believe you actually jumped on. All right, yeah. So I'm in Key West right now, and there's live nice. music everywhere. So I'm trying to find a quiet spot, but. I had to hop on. I saw the tweet. And, I love it. You know, I got love for my boy Riggs, and I got love for Cincinnati. So I'm trying to integrate myself in the community, and I've heard this is a, a good spot to go. So I had to help out. So nice. we got 141 live. Not quite not quite the gambling cave, but still pretty good. Still pretty good. We, to introduce you, we've got Ryan Royer, former Cincinnati Bearcats linebacker. He was Mr. Bearcat. And then we got Sophie down here. He's a former UC quarterback. And then Aaron and Brent and myself were the crew at Bearcat Journal. I love it. Listen, I'm going to do, like, the way I live my life, I'm going to obsess over Cincinnati. (laughs) And I'm going to learn every single fact about this school, about this community, basketball, football, baseball i don't care i'm going to learn everything i can within the next like week and i'm going to do my research so it's glad you know i'm very glad to be on this it's a good start and i just love you guys i love you guys already what put cincinnati over the top why are you now for life a bearcat all right so this is what i've been telling people um 
the day I went to visit, it was homecoming. So already that was like an unfair advantage just for Cincy because that was no joke to this day, a top two day of my entire life. Um, <laughs> the experience there, it was just packed. I don't even know the name of the street I was on, but there was thousands of people lined up in the streets, you know, drinking some, drinking some alcohol, drinking some liquor. And the game itself was awesome. They were supposed to blow them out. They only won by three, but that didn't matter to me because I had so much fun. We went out that night and the people, the, the thing I tell people is it was just the way I connected with people that day. It was, everybody was just so pure and genuine and energetic and just fun to be around. And honestly, like you don't find that very often, you know, you'll, you'll go to a lot of fan bases where, you know, there's some bad people and there's some people that aren't, you know, lovely to be around, but every single person I met in Cincinnati that day, I think it was early October homecoming. I had, I'm not, I'm not lying. A top two day of my life. I don't even know what number one was. <laughs> I was like five feet from you for like 20 minutes, but I'm not like, uh, you were busy. You guys were running around and I, I didn't introduce myself. I regret it now, but I will tell you this, Dana, when you come to town, we are setting you up with Ryan Royer, and you'll have as much fun or more fun than you had the first time. <laughs> it's gonna hey, be, man. it's gonna be go hard beer. To we gotta know, go beer I, for beer. I believe in you guys. I mean, I, I just want to say this. I'm so thankful for the reception I've gotten. Uh, like, I didn't actually think this was gonna be as big as it is, but like the tweet I put out has something around like 500,000 views or whatever. I didn't think this whole entire thing would be as like you know big as it is and people are just so receptive to it and so awesome and i i couldn't be more thankful uh and that's just how cincinnati has rubbed me so far it's like everyone has just been so nice and cool and fun to be around and like i said i was on a twitch stream and somebody just one day said do you have a college to root for and i was like no i don't and for whatever reason cincinnati was on that list and I think I put out some like recruiting videos, which obviously it's a joke. I'm not a, I'm not, I, if I could swear in here, I'm not a fucking recruit. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm, just, swear. I'm just a washed up dude that's looking for a school to root for. And when I put out my video of Cincy, it did like crazy numbers with people just saying, hey, you should come join us. Hey, you should come be a fan of us. And from there, it really was like a no brainer that I had to visit. And then the visit put it over the top. And then, you know, I had to fulfill my obligations of going everywhere else. And, in the back of my mind the whole time, it was Cincy, Cincy, Cincy. So I love the Bearcats. I'm rocking them now. Um, and I got a ton of merch that the equipment team sent me, and uh, I'm just fired <laughs> up to be part of part of this culture. You, you want me to tell you how popular you are? We had the number one rated safety in the NFL on this podcast earlier tonight, Derek Forrest from the Washington Commanders, and you've doubled his numbers. <laughs> hey, you know – I'll, I'll respect to him. I'll respect to him. I'm not as cool as him. He's probably makes a lot more money than I do. He's probably way more in shape than me. So he's definitely got it more going for him. But, hey, I'll bring the numbers. I'll bring the numbers. Next Monday night. We go at 8 o'clock every Monday. If you want, next Monday night, do your research. We'll have you on, and we'll have you recap the Tulane game on Friday. I will absolutely be on. And, and this, I'm sorry it was so short notice for everyone that's watching. Uh, I saw Chad's message to me. I thought he meant that he wanted me to come on like next week at some point. I didn't know he meant literally right now. So uh, that's on me. But 
I'll definitely promote the hell out of it, and we'll get some people in here and, and, and talk Cincy. Love it, brother. Yeah. Go back to your party. Go, go hey, crush your nooner. It's, Monday, it's my birthday in, in 20, 39 minutes, so I'm ready to oh, yeah. nice and toasty. Yeah, Enjoy Sloppy Joe's, man. Get you put down a couple nooners at Sloppy That's Joe's. That's where I'm going next. <laughs> Hell yeah. You have a good time. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate right. you, Dana. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Talk to you next See week. Ya. See you, man. There it is. Get us out of here, Brent. We this did it. This fucking podcast on the marathon. <laughs> the marathon completed. God. I, I thought now, we were going to. Everybody was like, are you going to take us to the basketball game? And we're like, no. <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're like, like 10 Dana. minutes away. We're out of here. <laughs> we're like yeah. 10 minutes away. All right. There we go. Thanks to, thanks to all the new people, the Barstool people coming in. Dana will be back next week. Ryan and Dana are going to break down the, the Tulane game next week here on the BBP. Let's <laughs> do <we> it. <laughs> Soppy, you want in too? I'll take Monday off next week. Maybe. I got a flight back. I might have to miss it, which sucks. But if not, I'd be there. All right. I'll figure it out. Break. Maybe I'll have to move my flight to be on this. Yes. Get us the fuck out of here. Yes. All right. Quick thank yous to everyone. Defoe, Brady Collins, Dana Beers, Danco Joe, Mr. Sapi, uh, Ryan Royer, Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel. Gosh, it was a great BVP. I am Brent Young. Yet again, fantastic BVP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See ya!